Good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. That make me Glenn. That would make him Griffin. I don't know why it feels like my voice is not fully here with me this morning. I don't care for that. He's in a water. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know what to do with that. Though. You need me to grab your water? Yeah, I might. I, it's it's weird. Like well, I don't have any reason to think that there's any problem. I don't, unless this is because the weather's fluctuated this week and it got warm again. And <sighs> so you just want me to go? I, I mean, if it's if it's allergies, that's not going to help. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know. I don't know what this is. I hadn't heard it until I started talking. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound. Who is that weirdo that's speaking into the microphone? It doesn't sound all too different. From my I mean, it doesn't sound like dramatically different, but I you're not it, yeah, me. I, mean, I guess if it's bothering you, yeah. Then. Jerk. What do you know about anything? Uh, you're fine, I think. Hey, thanks to everybody who came out last night at the Guilford Hall Brewery um, for the Tyus Bowser show. We had an awesome time. Incredible crowd on uh, hand. Griffin, thank you, by the way, for grabbing the uh, logs off the printer as well. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's uh, dynamite. I'm fine. It's fine. We'll deal with it. Um... We had a great time last night. Really could not have had a better time with Tyus and Justice Hill. You're going to hear segment number one of that show coming up a little bit later on today. And then you'll hear the entire show Friday on 105.7 The Fan. And you can find it on YouTube and Facebook and in the archives. It's available for you. But there's nothing quite like being there for the Tyus Bowser show. It's just an awesome group of folks that come out. And we had so much fun last night. If you missed it, too bad. But don't miss the next one. Two weeks from last night, so coming up on October 17th, after the London game, we will be back together at Mother's North in Timonium. You will want to make sure that you are there for that. The Tyus Bowser Show, a partnership of Pressbox and Grade 8's memorabilia. It's brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. We will see you on October 17th at Mother's North. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Um, coming up today, we'll talk some Orioles. Peter Schmuck, now with BaltimoreBaseball.com. Our buddy Ryan Ripken will join us. As I mentioned, we will uh, we will get into segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show. That is all on the way, and you never know what other fun and frolic we might run into at some point during the course of the program. Um, I did watch the baseball yesterday. Not at night because we're doing the Bowser show. I watched the afternoon games. I watched Texas. I watched the American League games, I guess is the way to say that. Um, I, I, I still come back to not really knowing how I feel about this. So it's, it's almost awkward watching these games because I don't think I have a rooting interest. I, I have told you before, as, as much as we don't like them, it is difficult for me when the Yankees and or the Red Sox are not involved in the playoffs because I don't know what I'm rooting for. I don't know who I hate. I don't know anything. Yeah, it's, it's I'm just watching a game, and all I'm doing is observing, and it makes no damn sense. i just observing the baseball game. You're allowed to enjoy baseball for the first but time. But I'm not really enjoying it because I don't know what I'm enjoying. Like, I'm not – nothing is it's, – it's completely – saying you don't like baseball? It's a, it's a zero-sum game. It's like I'm just watching. It's all I'm doing is watching. I have no interest whatsoever in what happens in these games. Now, I, I'm not saying I don't enjoy baseball. I think the what's-his-face in Minnesota. God, why can't I even think of his name? Lewis? Royce. 
Is that Royce who I'm thinking Lewis. of? Yeah. yeah. The, 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 who hit the, two home runs yes, in his first yes. two at-bats? Yeah, Royce Lewis. That was incredible, right? Like, that was amazing. That was the only thing that occurred yesterday that I was, like, really blown away by was that dude, like, welcome to the playoffs, buddy. Um, outside of that, it was just a, a day. I, the Rays' defense obviously was <laughs> grotesque. Mm-hmm. I mean, just atrocious. I... I have no idea what to say, but again, it's nice to not be. The funny thing is, I I will also admit, and this again goes back to the um the Virgo in me that always there's always impending doom. When we talk about how the Orioles were the team that could really use this kind of week off, right? Like of all teams, this was a team that looked like they were really going to benefit from winning the division and making sure that they didn't have to play for this week and sort of reset. Then as I'm watching baseball yesterday, all I can think about is like, oh, these teams are building momentum. The Twins are feeling good about themselves. They won their division, and they're going to have a playoff series win under their belt. And they're going to feel like everybody is dismissing them, and it's going to be us against the world, and son of a bitch. They've really got it going for them. Another American League Central team that we got to... And then I'm like, that's crazy. The Twins aren't all that good. Like, they bear, they, bear, they they only won. They're only here because nobody else in the division was any good at all. Like I go through all of those emotions as I spend a day just sitting around watching baseball. It's unhealthy. I should probably seek help. At, at, is, at least just visit a therapist. No, this is the point. Say, this is the point of what, playoff baseball. What are you doing with your life, guy? It ain't this deep. Like, just chill. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> But I can't do that. I am not capable of it. All I can do is whip myself into a frenzy in all of these moments. And then yesterday, my frenzy was about like my jealousy of the fact that teams are building momentum while the Orioles are not playing baseball. And the fact that they were like struggling offensively down the stretch. I'm like, I don't know if that's a thing or not. I don't know if it matters. I wrote about it at PressBoxOnline.com this week. Like, It's easy for us to just say, hey, they won. But like as I said, since the since the Houston series, they haven't scored runs. And there's a lot of mitigating factors that we can reference, but like they really haven't scored runs since the Houston series. So I'd like to hope that it was about first the weight of trying to win the division and then combine that with not trying for the final weekend of the season and that they'll be able to just flip the switch and everything's right back and the offense is sharp. But do I know that? I don't know that. And it worries me. It concerns me, and I am a Virgo, and I have this impending doom thing that lingers in my head where I'm like, is there a chance they just go out there and they score two runs per game? They're they're out. Ah! Well, maybe they, you Can't know, the do. pitching doesn't yeah, be nice. it not matter. If they It'd be nice if that were the case. I don't know how much confidence we have in that, but that would be very nice if that proved to be the case. And I'm not trying to suggest that I'm panicked. This is all me. I am tormented. I am a tortured soul that always worries about the worst. Maybe just don't pay attention then until Saturday. I think it's better for me that I do this because then I'm prepared for it. Like, if it occurs... You're like, oh, I knew they were like, well, lose. you know, we, this was always a possibility. Whereas other people are like, in my wildest dreams, like, if I was a Jets fan, there would be a nothing that would, I would have more prepared for than Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. Like, everybody that was sitting there like, this could never happen. Like, I can't believe this happened. I would have been the guy sitting there like, well, actually, I was... Yeah 
totally prepared this for this. Definitely on my range of outcomes. This was for sure. when I sat down today. I was like, I I think this is. In fact, I would even go with not just non-zero, but maybe greater than five percent chance because that's the way that my brain operates. I have some sort of tick that constantly makes me think about the worst case scenarios. I'm sick. I don't know how else to describe it. I have a problem. And that's the thing that for whatever reason, I cannot shake. I cannot shake the possibility of impending doom. Hopefully, I won't have to think about that. But I can't help but think about it. Um, Orioles will hold their public workout this afternoon. Really a bummer they couldn't have pushed it a little bit later in the afternoon so that like kids could come to that. I, I was like... I was really openly and effusively praising them when I saw the announcement. I'm like, this is the perfect thing to do. Way to go. And I really was thinking about it. Like, maybe, because I'm not going to take my kids to a playoff game. I was thinking about grabbing the kids out of school. And then I was like, 1230, huh? Yeah. 1230. You could have just done an early show, I guess. and We'd take the kids out of school. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. little unjustifiable for a workout. <laughs> Look, yeah, man. Yeah, but, well, that's, that's the, you're, you're breaking it down. They're not going to the playoffs. I game, understand so. that, but I'm not going to take them out of school to go watch batting practice. If, if you do, I ain't judging you either, right? Like, we're all, and maybe it, if we get to a deeper round, like, I do one of these things before the World Series, we might have to have a conversation at that point. But for the, for the division series, I can't well, really make it even easier. Just don't take them to school at all. Right? Why would they go to school? Are they going to learn in school that they then, can't learn yeah. from being at a, a playoff workout? Or sitting in during the show and then they'll the awkward, a lot. The awkward part is going to be like you take them to the workout and they're like, "When does the game start?" <laughs> you're like, "No, kids, Saturday. it's a workout." <laughs> and they're like, "Right, but who's pitching?" <laughs> you're like, "No, it's a." Whatever. Um, no, I'm not going to take him out of school. But today is the workout for the Orioles. I, I, I still don't assume that we're going to get the answers that you're looking for, the things that we do need to learn. I still assume we're not going to get for another couple of days. I would think like Friday at the earliest is when we get any information about the roster. I do think they'll go ahead and announce like the first two starters. I, I, if Brandon Hyde's meeting with the media today, for example, I don't know in why in any world he wouldn't go ahead and announce those two, right, for the home games. But that's all I think they're going to announce ahead of time anyway. So we kind of – I think we're all assuming that it's Braddish and Grayson. I guess it could be Braddish and Means if they felt that way. I think part of that is that we would like Means on the road and Grayson at home. Um, yeah. So – I, I don't know if they have another thought process. I, I guess the other thing, too, is they could be waiting for matchup. Like, let's just make sure. I, I don't have anything in front of me. Like, if Braddish is, is good. particularly good in Tampa or something like that, or particularly good in Texas, as they're now one game away from being the opponent. And so maybe they're yeah, like... You want, you want Grayson starting in his home state? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Something like that. I, God knows. So maybe they at least want to wait for the matchups, but... I assume we won't have to wait until Saturday to find out what the at least the first two starters are for the series. But the rest of it, I think we're going to have to wait right up until basically the start in order to get those answers. Apparently, like everybody was at the ballpark yesterday for the workout because they're allowed to have the taxi squad with them. So like Anthony Bemboom is there. Like everybody on the planet. You never know. Jesse, yeah, right. Jesse Winker was on the Brewers uh, playoff roster. Like he got an at bat last night, which was 
seemed uh, like over Rowdy Tillet. Jesse Worker hasn't played in a major league game since July. That's they decided, odd. Yeah, Craig Council decided to put him on the playoff roster. Is there is there a reason that we, I mean, the internet I, came I, up with? I, like they, I didn't see. Did I didn't pr- see. Particularly it, hit well against Zach Gallen or something like that, or Brandon P. That Fat? could be the case, but I. It didn't. It didn't make. I don't know. I mean, Rowdy Telez. Can he pitch? Because you know they don't have Woodruff, so maybe <laughs> that could be. Maybe it. they're trying to do like a Otani thing <laughs> with Jesse Winker. Um, I'm pretty sure I called Jesse Winker Jesse Winkler for like the first couple of years of his career, and then we turned it into a bit for a little while where he was Henry Winkler's son. I'm, I don't remember entirely. Maybe Kyle would remember, but I feel like that was a thing for a little bit. Uh, a couple people pointed out the uh, J.C. Jackson trade. Apparently. Uh, he went back to the Patriots. I don't know what the price tag was. So I, I, I feel like what people are saying is like, why wouldn't the Ravens have gotten involved in JC Jackson? I'm, I don't know what what happened to JC Jackson. Um, I don't know if he's been bad since he's been in with the chargers, but he's certainly not been as overwhelming as he was with the Patriots the first time. And perhaps, that has something to do with why it is that the Patriots were the team. It was a swap of late-round picks. So I could see why, if you're a Ravens fan, you would say, hey, a team that's been decimated in the secondary, here was a guy that has had high-level NFL success not that long ago, and he was available for just a swap of picks. I could certainly see why that would make somebody say, I feel like they could have done that. Uh, J.C. Jackson only played in five games a year ago. His PFF grades, for whatever those are worth, were terrible last year in those five games. I know. I don't know if that was because he was hurt. Right. I, I just didn't pay enough attention to J.C. Jackson. Like I, I know he was a great story and somebody that we were following again because he was a terp and you know he was one of the many guys that kind of got overlooked and despite the fact that he went undrafted, he became kind of a star for a little while. He was named an All Pro at one point in New England and. Got a big contract to go. What was his What was his deal with the Chargers? It was like it was five years, eighty two and a half million dollars. Wow, it's an awful lot of money yeah. to like take back in a trade. I don't know how that's all working out, but that would probably be to me the biggest reason why not would be that's an awful lot of money to be taking back. You'd have to do some serious work on your cap. It would probably limit anything else that you would be able to do in season as far as a trade was concerned, and to not have uber confidence that the guy that you're getting is going to be able to play at that level. I guess the Patriots have that confidence because of what he was when he was there the first time. At the same time, if I'm the Patriots, what the hell are you doing? Like, this ain't going to solve your problems, man. It might. It's not going to make the difference. One corner away. Yeah. You got way bigger problems. That J.C. Jackson can't fix. You think they lose thirty-eight to three to the Cowboys if, right. if J.C. Jackson's out there? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they lose thirty-one to three. <laughs> that makes all the difference. That's a weird bit, bro. Like I know what we'll do. We'll go get J.C. Jackson. Uh, hey, uh, Bill, what about the what about the quarterback? J.C. Jackson, baby. Really, really weird. But, yeah, I mean, sure, I can see why you would say I'd be interested. I just think that the money is probably the prohibitive factor there if we don't know by with with fact that J.C. Jackson can return to the level that he was playing at in New England a couple years ago. If he can, then clear cap space for 
that guy in a heartbeat. I understand the questions. I just don't think it's a definitive yes or no type of answer. I haven't been able to uh, post anything on Twitter yet, so we're going to grab a break before we talk to Peter Schmuck. Today's show is brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. They are hosting a hiring and community event coming up on October 28th at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. If you're thinking about a career with the Baltimore County Police Department, it's an opportunity for you to go through the entire process, written test, agility test, application, the whole deal. If you're not thinking about that career, it's just a great opportunity for your kids to come out and get candy, trunk or treat event, in a safe way. Also, it's an opportunity for you to have just some conversations and interaction with your local police. Find out more. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-4584. And before we take this break, I just want to take a second and say our hearts are with everybody at Morgan State. Just an unfathomable reality that they are dealing with and i know that beyond the realities of the shooting it also leads to uh, just an a crippling amount of fear and mental health issues and guilt and all sorts of things i i I hate that this is still something that we deal with so regularly uh love our friends at morgan state and thinking about everybody there Come back in. We'll talk some baseball with Peter Schmuck next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Come for a game. Stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
The Maryland Five Star returns to iconic Fair Hill October 19th to 22nd, marking the next chapter in Maryland's equestrian tradition. Best described as the triathlon of horse eventing, you won't want to miss this thrilling sport. Enjoy a fall festival with local fare, retail vendors, and tons of family fun. Come for the event and stay for the experience in Cecil County, home to the Chesapeake Bay waterfront with vibrant small towns and accommodations to suit every desire. It's the place to be in October. Visit MarylandFiveStar.us for tickets. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 a fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show a partnership of press box and great ace memorabilia the next highest bowser show is tuesday october 17th at mother's north grill in timonium it's brought to you by superbook sports and aj michaels and if you or a loved one have a gambling problem visit helpmygamblingproblem.org what company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses allergens and bacteria aj michaels heating and air conditioning in baltimore and annapolis AJMichaels.com Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, back in here. Here on GCR as we continue along here on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. If you missed it yesterday, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson did get together talking some baseball, previewing the playoffs. You can check that out. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the videos tab. Go to YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. All right, we are just three days away from the Orioles beginning postseason play. Saturday, expected to be Saturday afternoon, and I know that's causing even more consternation because of the TV slots that seem to be uh, available via the Fox networks, and none of them are at 1 o'clock, as many of us thought might be the case, so that the Orioles could play their game and then the Ravens could host a concert, and I'm definitely not thinking there's going to end up being controversy there at all. That's great news. But let's avoid that for a minute, and let's just talk about the baseball side of things. Joining us now, uh, you see him at BaltimoreBaseball.com in his retirement. He is our friend Peter Schmuck, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Schmucker, it's Glenn. It's always great to catch up with you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, great to hear from you, Glenn. Um, first of all, I know that you, while you know you were at, at, in a different place, it's not like you were covering Brooks Robinson's career in Baltimore as a player. You certainly spent a lot of time around him. It's the first chance that you and I have had to talk. Um, what are your most significant memories of the time that you were able to spend with Brooks over the years? Well, I, I, I wrote a, um obit that was – held by the sun for some time and they, and they ran it uh, the other day and, and, and allowed me to go to, you know, walk down memory lane myself. Um, 
I, one of my favorite memories uh, of Brooks was when I first got here in 1990-91. Um, and Brooks was with HTS, so he was around the team all the time. And I, you know, I got to talk to him a lot because, you know, we all traveled to the, you know, the, the same places. And you stood around the batting cage. So we got to know each other pretty well. Um, one day, myself and John Eisenberg, uh, the Sun columnist at the time, uh, were standing by the batting cage. And I can't remember, it was somewhere in spring training. Okay, I don't remember which spring training site, whether one of their many home sites back then, Tampa or St. Petersburg or Sarasota or whatever. Um, and we're just talking, and there's a guy standing at the rail with a kid, and he keeps yelling, Brooks, 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 over here, Brooks. And, uh, and, and we're, you know, we're talking, and Brooks, finally, he kind of hears the guy, and he, and he looks at us, and he kind of smiles, and he goes, you got to excuse me, guys. I got to go meet another little Brooks. And, you know, at that time I knew, I knew who Brooks Robinson was, mm-hmm. but I hadn't really grasped the whole Brooks thing where people named their kids after him. And sure enough, as he walks back and he's very, you know, he, he handled this stuff so wonderfully. Uh, he got about 10 feet away from us and, and, and the guy started going, so my son, I named him Brooks. I named him Brooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just such a touching, interesting strange moment for me coming from California where, you know, it's, there's, you know, it's such a huge state and it's, it's, it's an area that where I lived that had 10 professional teams over, um, a a 90 mile uh, radius uh, along the coast of Southern California. And so people just didn't fall in love as much with their teams at that time. I mean, it's long past the Sandy Koufax era. and, And so, uh, it, it was just something to see, and 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 that that was kind of Brooks in a nutshell. Because whoever wanted Brooks's autograph, whoever wanted something from him, Brooks wanted to give it to him. And um, uh, I got a Brooks autograph when I was like ten years old, and in, in in the Anaheim Stadium parking lot. And he came out with his wife, and they were walking out to a rental car, and they obviously after the game had rented a car. They were going to have some kind of meet somebody or whatever they wanted to do. They needed to get somewhere. And a bunch of us kids just followed him out to his car. And, and, uh, and, and you can tell his wife wanted to get going. They needed to be someplace. And, and Brooks just sat on the trunk of that car and he signed all our autographs and he didn't just sign our autographs. He talked to all of us. It was, and I was just a little kid. And that's what, that's what I remember from my first memory of Brooks Robinson. And, and I, I'm sure that I'm one of a million little kids then that remembers the same thing. Uh, it's uh, that that was what made it magical. Hey, Peter, I, I said this last week. I don't know how to compare it to like Stan Musial in St. Louis, or you know what the relationship was between Boston and Carl Yastrzemski or anything like that. But I, it, it's so unique. It's so different to me. And I, the only other markets that I worked in were DC and Phoenix, and that's not a good comparison because they're transient markets, right? Like I, I just mm-hmm. I don't know that there are ten love affairs between a city and an athlete that have been as significant on both sides, right? Like, certainly there have been plenty of athletes that were loved by a city, and that guy was like, yeah, I'll come back and see you when I don't want to spend my winters in Arizona and Florida, right? Like, I don't know that mm-hmm. there were 10 love affairs in all of sports that were as significant as the love affair on both sides between Brooks Robinson and the city of Baltimore. Yeah, I mean – significant yes also the thing that makes it unique is intimate Mm -hmm. Uh, and i mean that in the most broad yeah uh sense it is that 
everyone really did feel like they knew Brooks. Every, everyone who has any kind of fan has a, a, a an old program or a wrinkled piece of paper or a scuffed up baseball that has his name on it. And, and that's, that's what makes it special. Now, Dan usual, that's a good comparison. I hadn't really thought about, you know, trying to compare them to other places. That's a good comparison because you're talking about very similar cities in the, in the way their demographics are, the way their, uh, uh, the size, um, the way they're in a sense, uh, you know, they're, 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 their other teams have been somewhat transient. Um, so the Cardinals are the Cardinals and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not, that's not a bad comparison. I didn't know Stan Musial. I mean, I'm sure I spoke to him once or twice in my life. Um, but, uh, he, he was that same kind of personality. Now I, I couldn't attest to how he treated a kid in the parking lot, but, uh, he certainly had that image. He is Peter Schmuck. He is with us here on GCR as we get ready for the Orioles to get things underway in the postseason starting on Saturday. Um, Schmucker, I want to present some of these numbers to you that I was going over because you referenced in one of your last dispatches of Baltimore baseball that the Orioles kind of weren't really trying all that much over the weekend. But I'm a bit concerned by this. These are over the last 15 games. Anthony Santander is hitting 246. And it mm-hmm. gets worse. Jordan Westberg, 231. Gunnar Henderson, 226. Ryan Mountcastle, 224. Ramona Rios, 207. James McCann, 178. Austin Hayes, 170. Adam Frazier, 158. Cedric Mullins, 125. I know there was a lot going on at the end of the year. There was the weight of trying to finish off the division, and then there was a goofy weekend where you're only trying so much. But are you at all concerned about where this team was at offensively after the Houston series as now they have a week off and try to get ready to play playoff baseball. Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, obviously, I, I mentioned that. I mean, the last eight games, uh, they they uh, um, averaged exactly three runs a game. Yeah. Um, they did win six of those games because the pitching was so good at the end. And, and two things that make me kind of tamp, tamp, tamp down the concern is one is, that all year long, when the pitchers pitched, the hitters didn't hit, and vice versa. Um, and I don't know why that is, and I don't think you can project it into the playoffs. I will say this, that they, they were a soft offense, as you pointed out, over the last half of September. And for that reason, I have no reservations about having, having them have five days off. Because obviously there's some fatigue involved. There's all sorts of stuff that goes into it. They got the there's there was the pressure of winning the division. There was the uh, you know pressure the 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 uh, aftermath of winning the division, which most a lot of teams are you know a little bit lackadaisical a- after the big party. Um, and so all those things kind of make me say I'm glad they're having this five days off. There are all sorts of other reasons why it's a good thing. The only drawback is that that people say that some teams kind of lose their mojo. Well. I got to tell you something, other than those pitchers, they didn't have any mojo the last two weeks. So maybe this is how they get it back. I, I, that's the way I'm looking at it, trying to be optimistic. No, and I understand that. And I, I agree that this was a team that, unlike a lot, really desperately needed this week in order to get it back. I think the difficult part is for, you know, it, there's the, the other side of looking at it is, were these a group of, for the most part, young players or guys that haven't done this before that are, like, hitting the proverbial wall? And that's the part that I, I can't possibly answer, but I think it's a warranted conversation leading into the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had some other, other concerns. Uh, one was that you, you bring up Anthony Santander. I think Anthony 
really cares about hitting 30 home runs. Yeah. I think he spent a lot of time trying to get to 30 home That's runs. A fair point. And, uh, you know, my, you know, in my perfect world, I'm not going to tell Brandon Hyde how to manage his team because he's done an unbelievable job and will be the manager of the year, the BBWA vote. Um, but I wouldn't, I would be, if, if, if you're going to go into the postseason and for the most part, you're going to go with Gunner and Adley uh, one and two, uh, I don't like Santander in the three hole. I'd rather have O'Hearn or, or, or even a, uh, Cedric Mullins. Um, Anthony swings at too many pitches. He swings at too many first pitches. When you have a runner on first and second, nobody out, which he often has, he's not the guy that moves everybody over. He either hits the home run or he doesn't, and he hasn't. So, uh, I mean, he has had a great season. He was on my 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 MBO uh, uh, ballot. I love I love I love the player. I love what he's gone through to get here, but he is uh, a you know high fastball swinging guy who who misses that high fastball too much and everybody knows it. So he, he is the great mistake hitter and he's the guy who can hit that low six inches off the ground ball a long way. Uh, I just like to see him be the clean upper five hitter. Um, that's, that's me again. I, and I'm not second guessing anybody, but I think they just don't change anything. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think, I think they'll probably with the, you know, the, the, the real good, uh, you know, the real good left-handers, I think they'll, you know, probably use Austin as a, as the leadoff hitter. Uh, I, I still like, I still like Cedric in the leadoff spot. I like Gunner hitting either third or fifth, but again, look where they are. They got the best record in the American league. I can't, right. I can't think of anything. <laughs> right. That's all fair. And I, I, you know, this is in, in context that I ask all these questions because again, they're in a, a much better spot than anybody could possibly imagine. So I don't think that we can all be all that worked up about the fact that they were uh, slumping <laughs> a little bit offensively down the stretch. Uh, Peter, on, on the seventh, Glenn, on the seventh, um, the at the at the end of their seven-game winning streak in April, yeah, they had a seven-game winning streak in April. At the end of that winning streak, they were still fifty to one to win the division <laughs> right, in Vegas. Right. Well, in fairness, at that point, the Rays had won. You know, already they won like their first twenty games. So yeah, who could the Rays possibly... were twenty and three? Yeah. yeah, right. It's insane. It's insane <laughs> that this is where we are. Um, let let me come back to obviously the big questions that everybody's asking. Um, and I'm going to dive into these for Would You Rather Wednesday today. I'll start with uh, what would you be doing about closer going into the playoffs? I just don't think he has any choice. I mean, I, I, I like what uh, you've seen with Tyler Wells, so I think you'll see him in some some of those spots. Um, I think he has to get there, and so that means he might might need Tyler Wells to pitch a sixth inning with uh, two on and nobody out in a tight game. Uh, so I, I think he does what he says he's going to do, and I, and I and I again he's done such a great job with a bullpen that's not that great. You know, you take when you take uh, Felix Bautista out of that bullpen right. and realize that everyone scouted up uh, Yenner Cano so that left-handers all hit him. Okay, so now he's a right-handed. You know, get him in against with two two right-handers, right-handed hitters, and one left-handed hitters in this. Uh, you know three batter minimum thing that I just hate in the playoffs. I really hate it. Uh, and it's not, it's a, it's a disadvantage for them because of the way they're configured without Bautista. Um, but I think he, I think he just has to match up and, and he's got, he's got pieces to match up. Webb's done a web. We got, they got Webb for free and, and he's, you know, he's, he's done a decent job and he can, and he can handle the pressure of that. 
Uh, CNL Perez, when rested, can do it. Um, you know, I mean, Cano, obviously, with a heavy right-handed presence, can do it. So you'll just see a bunch of guys do it. Hopefully they have a lot of closing situations. Yeah, I, I am. This is always weird to me because I, I hear that. I just wonder, like, every time I talk to somebody that's been in this role before, everybody's like, you got to have a guy. You have to have a guy. And I'm like, I but what if you don't have a guy? Like that's, Well, they don't have a guy. Right. <laughs> that's sort of the issue. Um, fourth starter. Fourth starter? Yeah. Presuming, I'm, I'm uh, assuming that you would, that you would be, you're working under the assumption that it's Braddock's, Braddish, Grayson, and Means, like one, two, and three in some order. And then. Yeah, I would think, I would think Means in the middle of those two, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I think, um, I, I got to go with a well-rested uh, Dean Kramer. And, and I, and I, I, I don't want to discount what what Kyle Gibson's done for this team. I mean, he's got, say, what, 16 wins. Uh, one of the winningest pitchers in baseball. And, and a lot of that was based on a very clutch offense. And, a, and, and at the time, a, a, a shutdown bullpen with Felix in the back of it. Um, but the fact is that you've got to look at every game and go from there and who's got the best chance to give you six innings, one or two runs, three or four hits. Uh, and I think a healthy rested Dean Kramer is that guy. Um, but again, some, somebody in that, in that mix in the front office and in the manager's office is going to go, we got to have some kind of experience in this rotation. And so I, I, I'm I'm going to guess it's uh, I'm going to guess that though I would like it to be Dean Kramer I'm going to guess it's going to be Kyle Gibson. I have operated around like don't announce a fourth starter and just see how the first three games play out. Totally agree. Right, like just see where totally you're at. Totally agree. Because I I also yep. I think that people are forgetting that the extra inning rule goes away in the playoffs and so like if. You're one, and I think I've I've seen this debate about going, you know, fourteen position players and and twelve pitchers, and I get it, I completely understand it, and maybe for the division series, like maybe I I, I couldn't do it for a seven game series, but I'm still thinking about all this takes is one sixteen inning game, and everything is screwed. Like everything that you were trying to accomplish is completely screwed by one sixteen inning game. I'm still even uncomfortable with the idea of there only being 12 pitchers on this roster because I know how quickly you tend to pull pitchers in the postseason. Well, I mean, but you have to keep in mind that if you play 16 innings, so did your opponent. That's fair. That is fair. You're right. That is fair. And then um, give me, do you think it matters between Tampa and Texas? Do you think there's an advantage one way or the other? Well, now after watching Tampa completely fall apart yesterday, I'm rooting heavily for them to sneak through this thing because they're, you know, they lost Wander Franco for a ridiculous reason. I mean, it's sad. It's a sad situation. And then, and then, you know, um, Wander Franco was on his way to uh, 25 home runs and 90 RBIs and 45 stolen bases. Uh, I mean, it's a huge part of their lineup. And then they, then they have the, the Brandon Lau injury where, you know, he, he was not playing totally full-time this, this year, and he wasn't having his greatest season. He was sitting in the 230s. But still, if you look at his numbers, over 162 games, you project his numbers out, and they're 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. So, I mean, and, and some stolen bases, and the fact that he's a clutch hitter in the number two hole. So yeah. they're a wounded, wounded team, and that was obvious yesterday. And 
I wouldn't be surprised if this if the if the wild card round ends today. Across and all the board. four. Wow. 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 Um, I, I, I get it though. The way those things looked, I, I could certainly understand it. And that would be, I'm sure disappointing for baseball. Uh, but for those teams, they'd be very happy to be moving. I mean, if I, if I was a, if I was a gambling man, uh, I'd go over to, I I would go over just for fun. I would go see what the odds uh, would be. Yeah. Live. No, I'd go over to, no, I just go over to, to, uh, Maryland live because I lived on this end of town. And, and and bet those four teams straight up in the parlay just wow. for fun. Wow! Wow! You get you get get ten, you get ten, twelve, thirteen to one on that. I just I just think it would be have a just something that that would make today interesting. I but, I, but I please, I'm not going to do that. Please, but I, I, if you man. if you do that, remember, and you're mad, you have to reach out to Peter Schmuck, not Glenn Clark. Peter Schmuck is the person that you have to reach out to in that moment. Uh, at Schmuckstop on Twitter is how you follow him. And you're going to be doing this throughout the playoffs with uh, BaltimoreBaseball.com. Yeah, as much as as much as possible. Um, I, you know, I, I'm I'm a small player there. I mean, they, uh, I, I'm generally a, a guy that's probably at the ballpark during the season four or five times a month. But the last two months was so exciting. I think I was there. Uh, I think I think I wrote about eight or nine times the last two months. I would think I would think in this month I will probably be present at baltimorebaseball.com nine or ten times that's awesome that's awesome peter schmuck uh, always appreciate you man thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us if this thing continues i'd love to do it again with you before it's all over no problem glenn anytime it's peter schmuck with us here on gcr that's by the way basically what would you rather wednesday is today if you have not checked it out yet at glenn clark radio on twitter or facebook.com slash glenn clark radio we're keeping it simple today for the most part we're just doing all the stuff we're talking about right now. It's an Orioles playoff theme version of Would You Rather Wednesday. So get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. It's all brought to you by Birdland Sports. Somebody's winning a T-shirt of their choice from Birdland Sports. But that's the concept. The concept is just all of the stuff that we're thinking about and dealing with. By the way, put um, go to Superbook and build a uh, parlay of those four teams and just see... See what it would get us if we played the Peter Schmuck parlay today. All right. He's going to go over and I didn't do it where but we of course are Superbook folks here. So, we'll build the parlay there and see see what it would get us as far as odds are concerned. So, it would obviously be Texas, Minnesota, Philadelphia, and Arizona, right? They beat Arizona one game one, didn't they? Uh yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, Arizona yeah, one game one. I don't know why my brain stopped working there for a second. So, Put those four together to all win game two and for there to be no baseball games tomorrow so that we're all stuck with Commander's Bears. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. God I mean. Damn. I know we like involving these games in uh, our picks for the week so that we can have something. I some mean, we do. This is. No. Yes. No. Yeah. No. If there's no baseball tomorrow, we have to. No, we don't. <laughs> We have to. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> that is that is about as bad as it gets, baby. That is. I know that there were some, you know, Titans, Jaguars games, things like that over the years that they would put on the color rush on Thursday night football. God, I wish somebody would just write a book about Thursday night football. I feel like I would be willing to read that. <laughs> and like the Maybe things that I've forgotten it, right? about. I don't think I have the time in me. I'm working on go back and just watch every Thursday night game. Oh my god! For years, it was awful. 
Like, for years, we hated Thursday Night Football. And I don't know that it ever actually turned as much as we just accepted it. Like, we were like, eh, it's part of our lives. We'll they choose. used to... Did you build the parlay? It's so the, the Superbook is doing some plane maintenance right now. Are you serious? I am serious. I... What the hell? Yeah. Don't they know we're doing a show right now? <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Do you want some estimated odds elsewhere? Or... No, just remind me before the show, show is over, okay. and we'll do All it right. then. All right. <sighs> yeah, we're not picking... Commanders Bears. What? I don't. They're better games, really. I don't hate myself enough <laughs> to involve, include Commanders. Well, I hate you enough to. There, I I think we're gonna disappoint uh, old John Little Rock again. I don't think there's really a. No, we SEC got Oklahoma game. Texas. Yeah, that is a big <laughs> SEC matchup. Actually, that's a great point. That is a big just SEC for, just for John. We're doing Oklahoma that Texas. That we have to include. That is a good good point. Uh, waiting to see if there's any news uh, regarding who may or may not be on the practice field. I will tell you that when you listen to the Tyus Bowser show, segment one later, um, I directly asked Tyus Bowser, hey, if if you were to be activated this week, do you feel like you'd be ready to play a football game on Sunday? And you'll have to stay tuned in order to find out what his answer was. That's called a radio tease, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. That'll be coming up. Uh, we'll probably get to it a little bit earlier today because we don't have quite a, the loaded yeah, show. Yeah. Don't have quite the loaded show today. Don't have quite the loaded show today. Yeah, well, yeah, because I knew there was important you information. Need, you that was you were prioritizing. Yeah, you said I'm not gonna burden this show exactly. by going about booking litany or myriad guests. Instead. Yes. I want us to get to what matters. That was Griffin. Ty Bowser playing football. Griffin was thinking about you. Mm -hmm. That's what happened there. Griffin was thinking about you. I always think about the listener. Urban Meyer in the news. We'll talk about that briefly, and then we will chat with Ryan Ripkin. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire. U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. All aboard! The Orioles train keeps on moving and it's ahead of schedule. The birds are motoring towards a playoff run here in 2023 as their magic number keeps getting smaller and smaller. I'm Paul Valley, and you can find me along with Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here on the Bataround. We'll navigate you through the playoff push as the Orioles look to put an exclamation point on what is turning out to be the best season of the last 40 years. So join us on the Orioles train and let's enjoy the ride together right here on the Bataround. 
Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Libation Trail. For more info, head to visitharford.com. Maryland Open. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. Quality of service. Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka dives into what's next for Lamar Jackson after receiving one of the biggest contracts in football history. Is Lamar ready to take the Ravens to the next level, now with a new offensive coordinator and new wide receivers? Also inside, we look at what new football coaches Brian Newberry and Pete Shinnick bring to Navy and Towson, respectively. And we meet players from the college football and soccer programs around the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Serps at PressBoxOnline.com. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Would You Wather Wednesday edition of the program. Ah, All right, so first of all, even though there was a little bit of maintenance this morning, I promise you that if you use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up at Superbook, you will receive up to $250 in a first bet match same day Win or lose, Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app in order to take advantage of that offer, but you got to use the code GlennClark23 in order to do it. So all of a sudden last night, Twitter was ablaze with rumors that Michigan State, of course, moved on from Mel Tucker due to the Allegations of sexual harassment towards a prominent uh, rape survivor and now public speaker named Brenda Tracy. They need a head coach, and the rumor mill was swirling last night that they would be interested in Urban Meyer as their next head coach. Now, as it turns out, the people that were starting these rumors, they weren't actually people, or they weren't actually... They were just... 
people. They were just Twitter accounts. Like, there was they no significance to it whatsoever. They were at best trolls. They, I, they might be, I don't know anything about it. They might be bots. They might be, who knows where this was coming from. Um, and a lot of that is on us, right? Like, and I've said that before. You can be as mad as you want about these people, but some of this falls on you. That you look at something and you're like, mm, that does, does that smell right? Or maybe I should just double check it. That's on you. This is the America that Elon Musk wants, right? Like he wants there to be um, no fact that you can just say whatever you want and make it fact, and that there's no. That's that's where we are. It's why all of a sudden we're at the place where we think that um, you know Trevor Bauer hasn't done anything wrong because he presented his evidence, and now we've gone from one extreme to the other. I said this on after my rant yesterday. I said it, we have to understand that what we're doing is just as bad as what we did to begin with. Like, we're just painting one side of a story and not recognizing that there's a lot of complexity to it. But this is, this is what they want. They want there to be no fact. They want us to live in a world in which, if you want it to be, you can make it fact. The Urban Meyer stuff was never based in any amount of fact that we know of. It's still possible that Michigan State is interested in Urban Meyer, but no one knows that. No one was reporting that. Uh, Bruce Feldman, who is a prominent college football reporter for The Athletic as well as Fox Sports, um, gave a little bit of an update this morning. Obviously, he's now a teammate of Urban Meyer's at Fox. So, uh, quote, uh, about the quote-unquote reports linking Urban Meyer to the Michigan State head coaching job, I just checked with him. There is zero truth uh, to it with him being a candidate for it. He has no interest in that and is happy with what he's doing now at Fox Sports. Now, let me tell you why that's not valuable. <laughs> Let's explain why nothing matters in, in the world. If Urban Meyer is definitely not going to get a job, then he doesn't want you to believe he's interested in it. Because then he would have lost out on a job. This is sort of the new reality. Unless you're going to get the job, you didn't want the job. This is why teams weren't interested in Lamar Jackson. Right, correct, right? Like, they weren't going to get him, so you didn't want to be viewed as the team that lost out on Lamar Jackson. Why would you do that to yourself? Now you're going to be judged as the team that failed to get Lamar Jackson. But this is a little bit worse than that, because this is actually losing. This would be you wanted the job, and someone else got it. You lost a job you wanted. In, in the NFL team's situation, they could always say, well, we never really had a shot at Lamar Jackson. This is, Urban Meyer could be the Michigan State head coach. And if he says, I want to be the Michigan State head coach, and then they hire someone else, then Urban Meyer will be painted as the person who wanted a job and didn't get it. And that adds a level of toxicity to someone who's already, you know, kind of toxic. So... With all due respect, Bruce Feldman's doing his job. And he's talking, he has access to Urban Meyer because they are teammates. They're on a television program together. So I don't blame him. But it's also not really helpful. It doesn't actually tell us anything because Urban Meyer is not going to come out and say, gee, gosh, golly, I hate it here at Fox. I so badly want out, and if I don't get the Michigan State job, I'm going to be despondent. Like, that's never going to happen, no matter what the truth is. So what is the truth? 
Shrug emoji. I think the internet sleuths were pointing out that there was a private plane scheduled to go from Columbus to Lance. I don't even know if Urban Meyer lives in Columbus anymore. Like, I just don't, right? Like, I don't, I don't know why he would, frankly. What would the point of living in Columbus be? I guess he still owns a bar there. Wasn't that where he got right, in trouble yes. with the girl? Yes. Was that his bar? I think that was a. Uh, but like, was I don't. His bar? Wasn't it? Didn't doesn't he own a bar? What was the name? Of it? it was a. Uh, shoot, what was the name of it? I could have sworn it was his place. Whatever. Let's see it is. if uh, anyone knows where he's currently living. Mm. Yeah, I mean he's from Ohio, so yeah, he grew up there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe he does, but I feel like if I was Urban Meyer and I had a bunch of money, I would probably choose to live somewhere a little bit warmer. That would just be my thought process. It looks like, uh, according to Wikipedia, he resides in Jacksonville still. Well, that was yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Like again, be up to date either. Why? (laughs) Like if I'm gonna live in, I understand, but if I'm gonna live in Florida, I would probably choose not Jacksonville. With all due respect, I would like West Palm would maybe be my choice if I was doing that. Lauderdale might be somewhere I choose to live. Boca. Maybe not Jacksonville if I was choosing to live in Florida. First of all, you still haven't answered the actual question, which is does he own the bar? Um, I, well, oh, I'm trying to figure out what's the name of the bar. It, who cares? This is not – I don't know why I'm doing – does Urban Meyer own a bar in Columbus? Let's see if the internet can get this for me. Um, Urban Meyer's Pint House. Boy. That doesn't seem all that hard. The chop House, the Urban Chop House in Columbus. There's also an Urban Meyer's Pine House. Oh yeah, yeah. Very good. Colum- Thank you, Dynamite, Dynamite Sleuthing Griffin. Really Columbus got to the bottom and of that. Dublin, Ohio. Jesus. <sighs> but Chop House was the one I was thinking of. That it's, was. That's that's. All I needed to do was the answer to the question. The one in Columbus. That's all I needed was what was the answer to the question. The one in Columbus. The is internet chop, is the Chop House. Great, wonderful. God bless. And I believe that, and that I believe is where he was. Banner day for for Griffin. Well, I'm confirming everything. Yeah. Yeah. Five minutes after I asked. I want to make sure I have the, the I don't facts ca- right. I don't care. I just needed to. The question was, does Urban Meyer own a bar in Columbus? He does. You yes. could get that answer in ten seconds. I want to make sure I, you know, no. Get multiple sources no. here. No. <laughs> you could get that answer in ten seconds. Maybe he still lives in Columbus. I don't know. The odd part about those people that are saying that, like, because of the Mel Tucker situation, that makes Urban Meyer too toxic is, have you not paid attention to football? And and one, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Let me be fair. I don't think that any individual thing in Urban Meyer's litany of things, frankly, makes him unhirable. I really don't. Like, I get it. That's not a great look, him doing the shocker to that girl at a ball. Like, that that's not a great look. But unhirable? In, in, if he's going to win you a national in championship. In major college football? Yeah. DJ Durkin is getting a job. He's gotten a job as a head coach, to be fair. But still, as a coordinator. I, 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 don't, I don't think I see it the way that you see it. Like, if you want to say it, he should be unhirable... There was, of course, the word that like he knew about the a domestic violence situation on the staff at Ohio State and really didn't do anything about it. Like, I, I'm with you that should be unhirable is fair to say, but actually unhirable, man, we've we've followed football for way too long for me to buy that. Like, there's I don't know who isn't 
right. hireable. I mean, he almost seems like, perfect for the Michigan State job. I, and the, the argument that's being made is that, like, it, they they can't because it's in the immediate aftermath of the Mel Tucker thing. Like, you can't do that and then trot Urban Meyer out for a press conference and have him asked about all of those things. And I'll understand that argument, right? Like, I'll understand the thought process of it would be particularly difficult for them to do but that they can't they can't bro are we watching different sports like i i just think we're using terms that are they don't mean what we think they mean can't shouldn't i'm listening can't come on dog it's major college football that we're talking about and in a division where you're trying to compete with Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, and Maryland, of course, all the big dogs. You know, you got to slay all the, the, the beasts of the Big Ten East. All of them. Michigan, in your own state, Ohio State, Penn State, and Maryland, all right there. All the, the biggest powers in college football. And you got to try to take all of them down? I don't know how it'll play out, but... Can't ain't the word that I'd be using. Were you throwing Maryland into the biggest powers? And no, all, all of them, all the biggest powers: Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Maryland. Iowa, yeah. They're not in the East. That was out why the joke works, Griff. I'm gonna gotcha, get you one of these days. I'm gonna get you there, pal. One of these days, you're gonna get there, and I'm gonna say, "Wow, Griffin got there." I'm proud of him. I don't know what day that's gonna be, but when it is, I need you to know I'm gonna tell you that I'm proud of you that day. All Thanks. right. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Let's continue to talk a little Orioles playoffs this morning, of course. I, I am actually, I have to deal with something because I am angry at our next guest. We are not, we're, we're, it's not cool. He went $30 worth of fab on Sam Laporta. $30 for Laporta. And maybe I'm just realizing there's no way I'm ever going to spend these $100 in fab in this league, and I should have just gone the same thing. But damn it, that seems like it's not actually what the value should be. He's our buddy Ryan Ripken, and he's back with us now here on GCR. $30, Ryan, for Laporta. Really? Are we just throwing all standards and everything out the window? Does anything mean anything anymore? Well, uh, good morning to you too, Glenn. Hey, uh, good to hear you know, um, I, I wanted my guy, you know, um, and I'm a big Sam Laporte. I couldn't believe he was there. I don't I, know why I, he was just sitting there. I couldn't believe it either. He and that's the why second I, ranked tight end, I believe, in fantasy football right now. So I, That's why I thought that if I just put in a nice, cool $8 bid, I'd be fine. But no. Oh, no. Someone came through with the big bucks for Sam Laporta. God, man. <laughs> Hey, you know, it's uh it's it's a week by week operation. Uh, you know, and right now, even though we're at the top currently in the standings, we're always trying to get better, Glenn. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's, listen, that's, listen that's our mindset. Co- listen to your coach speak over there. You know, I'm <laughs> only a game behind you, I'll remind you in this league. I'm I'm only a game behind and I still unlike some people who only have twenty dollars worth of fab left, 
I still have 99. I don't even remember who I spent a dollar on. I kind of I had to go back and defense. think. Maybe. No, I didn't. Sp- I never would do that. Uh, who would your tight end have been otherwise? Who was? Well, I had I had David and Joku to start the year. He's on bye. Yeah. And you know that was just that was an yeah. upgraded spot. And when you have a top five guy just sitting there, you know you got to make moves. But uh, hey, also meant to say, yeah, you are right one behind, and that's way better than where you were last oh year. If, I, if I'm not my season was so. over. My season was already over by this point last year. I think I was 0-4. <laughs> and I had dealt for Trevor. I had given away a good player to get Trevor Lawrence. There was somebody that was coming back off IR that I dealt to get Trevor Lawrence. And I, I nailed it. Like, I absolutely was correct. He was just three weeks late in getting to the point yep. where I thought he was going to get in order to be able to save me. Damn it. Damn it. I still regret that. Um, but yeah, yeah, not happy about that, bro. Just gotta be honest with you. Now, and and I, I mean, this is the nice way possible. I never root for injuries for anyone, but I hope uh, Josh Jacobs and no. uh, and Damian Pierce break their ankles this weekend. And now you don't have any fab dollars left to go get their backups. I just hope that's the case. I'm sorry, and I and I don't root for. I'm not an injury person, but I think you deserve that after you went wildly, uh, wildly, wildly off the re- reservation in order to get Sam Laporta. Uh, you know what? You know, and if 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 worse comes to worse, you know, I guess I'll deal with still drafting uh, Devon A. Chain and uh, Rashad White. So I guess I'll be okay. Only leave. Oh, and Jerome Ford. Right. But hey. right. Anything else out of you? <laughs> Anything else from you? You brought hey, you brought this up, Glenn. I thought we were just were going to talk yeah, about some baseball, you know, just some, baseball yeah, and right. sports. Yeah. You're coming at me hot right out the yeah, gate. That, wasn't, that was what I woke Wednesday up to today. And you act like you're the only person that had a good draft. Who drafted Puka Nakua? Who drafted Puka Nakua in that league? Huh? Huh? Hey, that that that's an that's a that's a twelve out of ten move. Yeah, that, that's what gets the GM of the year. There you go. There you go. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we're doing this for Would You Rather Wednesday this week. We're just doing a very simple uh, Oriole centric version of Would You Rather Wednesday. So I'm going to run all these by you because these are the big topics going into the playoffs, and we begin at closer. Would you rather Yanir Cano? Tyler Wells or closer by committee? I'm going to go closer by committee. I think just because I really think that's what's going to happen, one. And I think it's going to be a combination that of, of Cano and Wells, and then you're going to sprinkle in maybe a matchup, maybe a little Danny Coulomb or, or Perez closing it out. So that's where I kind of lean, right? And I think Tyler Wells is fully capable. He feels comfortable and he looks great, you know, transitioning to the bullpen. And Cano, I think, just because of the fact for the majority of the season until Batista went down, you know, he was the setup guy. So I think that that's why him sliding into that role could definitely happen. But it just seems like the Orioles, and we're going to see in this postseason, uh, you get the job done by any means necessary. And, and so that's why I think the committee approach is probably the one we're going to see. I wonder, I have talked to a lot of these dudes over the years, and the thing that I've got is you can always use your eighth inning guy in the ninth inning. You can't use your ninth inning guy in the eighth inning. And there's just something about that mentality of of being the closer. Does that matter to you at all that like someone knows this is how you prepare, this is how you ramp up, this is when you need to go – you know, like hawk up and do your psychopath routine in order to get to that place that, like, you have to have somebody who knows they're the guy. And I'll even extend that out to the rest of the team. Like, the, the confidence and knowing this is the guy in the back end and everything's good because once we get to the ninth, we have confidence in him. Yeah, you know, I think, 
the whole just the I guess I'll I'll say it this way. Guys are are creatures of habit, right? So when you get into your roles or how they're defined, you get in that routine. You know, it's just even as if you're a hitter, right? You know, things are going well, you have your routines before the game, in the batting cage, whatever it may be, right? The same thing over and over again. And when you change things up, that's where the slightest little difference can can throw a person off. Now, you can argue, well, if you're really, you know, you're that dominant, you can pitch at any time. Yes, of course, hypothetically. But even guys, you know, I look back to some of the best closers ever, you know, like Mariano Rivera, you know. You know, get him to the ninth, three innings or three outs, he's the best to ever do it. Ask him to go five outs, six outs, he can still be one of the best, but that's a different type of mindset to come in in an earlier frame. And even for Felix Batista, we saw Felix Batista do it this year. So I just think that it's something that is, it's an interesting talking point because of the fact that, um, especially in the playoffs, guys are going to be put in different positions. And if, and you got to be ready for whatever that's going to be, but it doesn't mean that um, you're going to have that same success that you want. But no one cares about that, and no one's going to feel sorry for you. you got to be able to, to lock yourself in. Um, and for Cano, I do think that's part of the reason why when we've seen a little bit of ups and downs in the closer role, he's been caught in between. He's had some really, really sharp moments and other moments where he's yeah. been you know, not as effective as he'd like. And I think part of that is you know, understanding or being, being thrown out of his own routine, so to speak. All right. Would you rather Kyle Gibson starts a game four or Dean Kramer starts a game four? No, man. So I'm assuming then for the first three games you were saying it'd be Bradish, Grayson, and Means. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Give me Dean. Okay. You know, uh, I think Dean's – even though I love what Kyle Gibson does, he comes up in big moments. He has that veteran presence, which that means a lot. And I think depending on what's at stake for game four, but Dean Kramer has gone against some of the best lineups and has, has proven that he can dominate. And I think that's an element for a young guy and the confidence. That's something that I'd like to see. And so I'm going to, I'm going to ride with my guy, Dino, you know, he's my former teammate too. Um, you know, and I love me some DJ Cray. So I think he's got the makings of it really for me since, since the month of April. And I know he had a month in between there that was not his best, but overall since May started and that start against Atlanta, best offense in baseball, he went out there and, and put it to him. That's the type of performance that he's capable of. And he loves those moments. So give me Dino. I feel like the, the thought process here is from a lot of people that, that not only is it the veteran nature of Kyle Gibson, but also the wouldn't Kramer be more valuable to you out of the bullpen? Like, wouldn't if you just said to him, you can you know unleash everything you've got for three batters? Aren't you getting more from that guy than you would be getting from Kyle Gibson in a bullpen role? And I'm not saying that's the reason why you should make the decision, but I do think it's warranted in having the conversation. Yeah, I mean, for that logic, for sure, just because of. You know, Kyle Gibson, veteran, maybe playoff uh, nerves, right, that, that Gibson can go and slide there. But the other part of it, we just talked about guys being in different roles. 
that that would be an adjustment that I don't know who would be more comfortable coming out of the pen because Kyle Gibson being around, I think that that variance he's probably more accustomed to that than Dean. Uh, that's what I would argue. So um, I get that point. I think that knowing that Kyle's a guy that can accept each role. Dean, to me, I think has found his spot as a starter, and I want him to continue to build off of that. And, and let's just face it, um, things go wrong in the beginning of a start. Do you feel like a guy that's that's maybe been there that can try to right the ship and keep you in the game, or do you want someone else not as familiar coming out of the pen being put in a situation like that, especially if we're talking about young pitchers trying to find their ways and getting out of their routines? That's fair. Uh, Ryan Ripken is with us here on GCR. Of course, Baltimore Baseball Tonight on 105.7 The Fan and Rip and Rock and the Ryan Ripken Show and like the 70 other things that he's doing during the course of the week. Um, Ryan, I'll, the next one on the list, and we'll maybe have an answer today, is would you rather the Rangers go ahead and finish off the Rays today or the Rays bounce back and win this series and they're in Baltimore on Saturday? Uh, the The answer is the answer is yes. I, I, I have no idea what I want. And I don't think that, this is not I how would you rather every, Wednesday works, Ryan, you have to answer the question. You have to give me one or the other. That's the name of the game. Honestly, probably in this case, I would say ra- rather the Rangers finish it off. Okay. Because I, I do think there's an element of playing the same opponent in your division rival over and over. And if people thought that the Rays Orioles, series was very stressful in Baltimore for a four-game set. Imagine it all on the line in a five-game series because the Rays and Orioles are just so comparable to me where adversity hits doesn't matter. They're going to keep battling and battling. Now, the Rays did have a very uncharacteristic game yesterday. That uh, series had a really rough game from not being able to get the bunt down to misplaying the ball in the outfield to uh, air mailing one to the to the third base dugout that that allowed a run to score. So many elements there. It's not raised baseball, but that's just one game. They can they can wipe it away, and they know this team very well. Um, so that's why I probably lean that I want to face Texas. And maybe then if Texas gets a couple days off, maybe that can throw them out of rhythm. So that's my thought process. I get that. That that you know, like it's three or four days. It sounds like you want. The I actually, you know, it's really funny because the way that you started this is the exact same thing that I've been saying for two days. I had no feelings about this whatsoever. Now, then you watch that game yesterday, and you're like, boy, if that's the defense that Tampa's going to be bringing, then sure, send them to Baltimore for a couple of days this weekend, right? If they can't make a throw, although in fairness, if they were to win the series, presumably they tighten that up over the course of the next two days. But right. that was the first time, like, watching that yesterday that I had that feeling of, like, I guess I didn't recognize that the defense had been such a problem for Tampa, right? And then I started seeing on Twitter, like, no, this is – there's the Rays defense getting involved. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't realize that was a thing. So that was the first time I found myself actually leaning the other way and saying, well, maybe that's the team that you'd rather face is the team that might be inclined to throw the ball around. And as we know, if there is any team – that's willing to be able to go find extra bases and be aggressive and force you to make throws and to do things perfectly, the Orioles would be that team. So that was the first inclination that I had that maybe uniquely that's a good fit for a matchup is if you're trying to force the issue, you're forcing them into bad throws and mistakes. 
Yeah, and it's one. But the thing is, like we're saying, it is just one game, right? Yeah. We've seen the Orioles have some brutal games, but the the reason why the Rays have had so much success this year is just like the Orioles, they bounce back. They they don't let one bad game turn into a bad run. Except the Rays did have a bad month of July, and that's the reason why they did not win the American League East. They the Orioles were the consistent team all year, all all throughout the year. The Rays had that rough July. Uh, but the other part too is, and we're seeing this. It don't. It doesn't matter what seed you are once you get in the playoffs. No doubt. You know, it really is going to be who's hot, who's feeling good. And I mean, we're looking at the games last night. I mean, the Brewers have a three game, three nothing lead with your ace on the mound at home, and all of a sudden that gets erased. Yep. The Diamondbacks steal one on the road, and now they're on the force of they're on the brink of elimination. So this game can just change so so easily, and and Texas's lineup is really really dangerous. Number four, I, I this one's going to be the awkward one because I don't know how much you care. Also, I don't know. Are you familiar with the new um, HBO Max program, Naked Attraction? <laughs> I I can't say that. Okay, I am. I'll have to tell you about the premise, Ryan. It's that it's a dating show, and it's <laughs> the person that's trying to find a partner is shown six completely naked people and they pick which one of them they want to go on a date with. And like, it's completely naked. I need that to be stated for the record. It's very controversial. It comes from the UK, but like it is, it is everything. So I keep that in mind. So is it, is it, are you seeing when we're You're saying seeing fully it. naked? You're, You're seeing, seeing their it. face too? Yeah, the whole thing, man. The whole thing. All of it. So, just file that away. Okay, filed. I can get you two tickets behind home plate. Uh, I know a guy who's got two tickets behind home plate. In fact, I think you've heard of him. For the first game of the World Series in Baltimore, if you agree to appear on the next season of Naked Attraction. Or, uh, or you can't go. Or you can't go to any playoff game at all. Can't go to any playoff. You can't game go to any all? playoff game at all. Man, oh gosh! And well, by the way, for those that are going to try, if the World Series game doesn't happen, once you commit to this, you got to do it no matter what. So even if the Orioles would be eliminated before the World Series, you're still on the hook. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. You know what? Yeah, of course you would. Of course you would think of this. Um, yes. Yeah. What, hang on. What are you? What are you trying to say about me now, Ryan? I don't no, know. No, you know, you're, you're you're a creative mind. Yeah, That's thanks, what I'm thanks, saying. Thanks, buddy. That's a very nice the, way of saying um, So, you know, as long as I can sign a waiver as well, that I will still be in a relationship. Um, that my that my girlfriend will will still want to be with me. I would I would participate. In, in the uh, in the show, you you for, think now? Do you think she would give you the the like if if she absolutely knew, not? Okay, okay. absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> if this if this was if this had something to do with you know because she's a lot of things like she loves you know Taylor Swift and so all that. If this, this had to do with the Taylor Swift okay. situation. If this got you like backstage say, yeah. at a Taylor Swift oh, show, no, no she'd doubt. say go right ahead, put yourself out there for the world to see. Because yep. that's worth it for me. Yes. Okay. Ab- absolutely. You know. But what? you know, you know, I was thinking about this, and as crazy as uh, this scenario could be, 
the reason why I'm thinking of like, we talk about how hard winning is, right? Winning's mm-hmm. hard. You don't get to see this very often. The Orioles have been to the playoffs for now six times in the last 40 years. They haven't been back to the World Series since 1983. Correct. You know, and, and so we you look at other fan bases over the years, if you want to look back to the Red Sox, the Cubs, these long droughts of not being able to experience a championship, and let alone, you know, a, a, a chance in the World Series, like the Orioles, 40 years is a long time. You know, and I, in my lifetime, that's for me, I just turned 30. I have not seen the Orioles have a chance to play for a championship. And I think a lot of people, that is something that they would, that they would uh, definitely consider because the reality is nothing's guaranteed. And winning, even though this is an exciting time for the Orioles, maybe you're going to double down and say they're going to win a ton in the future. Yeah. But there's no guarantee that you're going to have a chance at a world championship or go to a world series. So if you get the waiver signed, sure. Right. You know, we'll, I, uh... I am feeling everything that you're feeling right now. Right. Like I, 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 I didn't, I didn't get any tickets for the division series. I'm like, yeah, that I've, I've experienced that before. I've never seen the Orioles win an ALCS game in Baltimore. That's, that's something I've never witnessed in my life. I mean, I was, I was a month old. The the last time oh no that's not true because ninety six ninety seven so that's and I just didn't happen to go I don't know why I didn't go in ninety six or ninety seven but I didn't go so I've never seen that so I'm like all in on uh, the ALCS and God help me my my kids aren't going to be going to college if the Orioles in the World Series it's just the way that it's going to go um, it's just the reality it's and, the nature of it I, they and Ryan seriously what is the chance they were going to go to college anyway like I mean <laughs> look at look at what they're dealing with they're gonna. They're gonna have to find a nice trade school. Maybe get a nice job. They'll be fine. They'll they'll be. Well, all right. hey, they can go on. They can, you know what? Um, they can go on naked attraction. Exactly. They can right. go on naked. Right. You know, uh, that's that's what we're They've got a path for God. them. They've got. This a is. Path. Uh, I. This hang is, on. I gotta I tell you, believe. dude. I. Everybody was talking about it, so I looked at it and I was like, "This can't be what." Th- th- there's got to be something more to this. This can't be the way it's being described. And I swear the first scene is exactly what you think it is. And I'm like, what the hell is this? this yeah, is, I, uh, what am I watching? Like, I'm intrigued, but I don't know if yeah. I want to be that intrigued to yeah. turn it on. I would tell you that you would look at it for a second, then you'd say, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good here. I don't need to see any more of this. I have confirmed my suspicions, and now I can move on with my life and do anything else. Um, I don't know how to make this transition. This is going to sound like the most uncomfortable transition in the history of broadcast. All right. I'd like to talk to you about Brooks Robinson. <laughs> that is such an awkward transition. Um, uh, growing up and, and obviously being around the, the team, being around the sport the way that you were, I have no doubt that you had any number of interactions with Brooks throughout the course of your life. Um, what did he mean to you and – you know, again, you like I never watched Brooks Robinson play baseball, but growing up here, I knew. Like, and I, you know, I, I knew, and my father ingrained it in my mind in, on day one. And the only piece of memorabilia that it hangs in my house—I'm not a memorabilia guy; it's not my thing. The only piece of memorabilia that I have hanging in my house is an autographed Brooks Robinson poster that my father gave me when I was eight years old because it meant that much to him. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your history with Brooks? Yeah, you know, Brooks has just always been not not just for myself, uh, you know, because I, I 
let's just face it, you know, I was so removed as far as, you know, being able to see him play and all of that aspect, right? But how my family viewed him, how he treated my family and myself throughout all the years. You know, my dad, that was the player for him growing up. That was his favorite player. And my dad, when we would do certain drills, would talk about how great Brooks is. And then off the field, and I think this is the part that I tell people all the time, and and we hear it saying about it's always a great player, better person, but Brooks truly is. You know, he embodied so much of what Baltimore and the community wants to stand for. You work hard, but then you also are going to treat the people around you with respect, with love, with friendship. And that is something that he, he really brought that, that joy, you know, on a daily basis. And, and for, for me, you know, I got a chance to do an event with him and my dad and Mike Bordick last year, uh, last winter. And just his energy is contagious. It felt like, you know, you wanted to stay in that moment just because that was the type of energy that he brought constantly. And, I, and uh, you know, take away even the stories are fantastic, talking about his career, and, and he remembered things vividly, right? And that, that, that to me, as a, as a storyteller, to be able to hear back on some, some really, uh, you know, monumental moments in, in Orioles history that he was a part of was unbelievable to, to hear. But the, the bigger part that I just took away was just how he made me feel. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is he made everyone feel that they were his friend, even if he only knew you for a little bit. And that's something that, um, you know, I'm sad to see him go just because of, of all the things I just mentioned. But I, I'm glad he can be at peace. And, and I can't thank him enough because his impact as I said before, goes way beyond all the incredible accomplishments he had on the field as a Baltimore Oriole, as Mr. Oriole. That is uh, very well said, my friend. Very, very well said. Um, of course, Baltimore, are you doing playoffs for 105.7 The Fan, I assume? I think some things are getting figured out. Right. And uh, uh, so stay tuned. Okay. Uh, you know, but definitely going to make my way down there. I'll be around the yard. It's going to be an absolute zoo, and I'm really curious what they're going to do with the uh, the concert on Saturday. By the so, way, I also saw there's rain in the forecast on Saturday too, because that's exactly what this situation needed. On top of everything, why else. why would why wouldn't we need more more rain in the situation? I, I'm I've learned a lot today from you, Glenn. Yeah, um, yeah, right. I don't know how you're going to spend the rest of your day, but it, you'll be better off watching baseball. Just do that. Don't. Uh, of course, off script with Rip, the Ryan Ripkin show, Rip and Rock, Fox 45. You, you know where to find him. He's everywhere. Uh, at Ryan Ripkin on Twitter. Love you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thanks uh, for having me. I appreciate you. You have a great rest of your day. What's Can't that? wait for the next round of Woodrow. Okay, you if, if, you, if, you, if you do watch, just tell me what you think. Tell me what you just send me a note at some point, and you can say, I regret the decision, but let me know, and we can talk about it then, all right? Deal. All right, Sounds good. Thank All you. right. You have See a great you. rest of your day. Out. See ya. Ryan Ripkin with us here on GCR. Yeah. I, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. So I heard about this 
naked attraction show. And I was like, there's got to be something I'm missing here, right? Like, they, they blur out everything, right? Like, there's got to be, they, they put up a, you know, it can't actually be what you think it is, right? So I just, so I just pulled it up. Yeah. Yeah, did you? So they're about Have you to, gotten it? Oh, wait till you, wait like till. I'm like two minutes in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that scene, go ahead, let it play out. I want to get your live reaction. Don't, don't, don't be distracted. Just look at it because you're going to miss the moment, all right? I don't want you to miss the moment here. Oh God! So Griffin's watching the first episode. Have they have they given her backstory? Um. So yet, because they like it do looks a whole. Like they're talking to her. Like the host is going back and. But forth they do like her. a pre-prepared package about oh, okay. the girl's uh, backstory. I'm not sure. So if they have, yes, if, they did. They, they did already that did that. Already. So they're about to unveil the suitors. Yeah. The and suitors. The, the Steve suitors. <laughs> I don't believe it involves Steve Suter. Yeah, I don't think Steve. he's one of them. And oh the, God! All right, they just turned around. The way they do it. So you can see there's people in there. Yeah, there are oh. definitely people in there. And then there that gets gonna be full frontal. Just wait. Just just because she's she's gonna suggest how they go about unveiling the suitors. <laughs> like she's gonna say, why don't we start by hang on. Hang on. Can you pull up the audio so that Please reveal the bottom half. Yeah, go ahead. What are you about to see? Oh, no. Yep. Oh, God, yep. what? Yep. They're just doing this? Yep. Right out there. Forgotten everybody. Is this one? Oh, what? Yeah. I, I, I got a lot of questions I'm, about how this- And this is on what, like BBC or something? Or? I don't know where it airs in the UK, but somehow it ended up on Max, HBO Max, whatever you want to call it. Um, I swear right, cool. to God. I guess I got to delete my Max account and <laughs> yeah. create That's a new the, one. And you just said, they really just do that. Like, there's just six penises <laughs> right there. Just right up on Correct. it, too. Like, That's what they're doing. And then it's actually amazing because they're judging them. Like, the girl and the host walk over and are like, well, here's what I like about this and I one. Like, I like how she wanted to start with that. Correct. She was like, let's start with the bottom. Well, it's the first episode, Griffin. Yeah, you got to go right yeah. to it. You yeah. got to go. Yeah. You got to get people to stick around. And apparently that's There's the thing that's going to get them six seasons of this. Stick around. There's six seasons? I didn't There's know There's six seasons. They've been doing this. Yeah, they, there was, there, they did a season last year. Last year. Oh, man. Wow, they had eight episodes last year. There was six the first season. Should I watch the most recent oh. episode? God, I I don't know where it, I don't know where it goes from here. I, I'm not I'm really not sure what the next level is, but yeah, that's naked attraction. Is it all? And everybody's dudes? talking Wait about it. No, no, no. Because like the next yeah, the next I, I, I've only watched, and I didn't watch the full episode. I like skipped through it to see what I was missing. Um, oh, sorry. So well, she picks a dude, and then he puts his clothes on, and then they go on a date. Like that's the concept. And then the, the next person is a bisexual person. So it's a mix of naked men and women that the next, I think it's another female, that is choosing from. It's the I have to know factor right. is very strong about this one. Yeah. And then you're like, people actually watch this. Like they sit down and they watch Six this. Six seasons pro- of this. What, what, by the way, once upon a time, this would have been X-rated content. This would have been like you—you you cannot watch this. I don't even know that they could have put this on Skinamax, like after midnight, when I was a kid. 
So that was the reference that you needed for. I, I guess that not everybody. I thought everybody was talking about. That. I thought this was all over the socials, and that's how um, I came across. I mean, it. yeah. Once you like look up naked attraction, there's definitely a lot of articles, a lot, a lot of think like, pieces going on I guess about. It just came over to the U.S., so people are like, so, so naked attraction says it's empowering. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, like because it's supposed to be like body positive because they're yeah. like not every person on the show is like jacked and. Has a huge penis. Like, I mean, I don't know. I gotta be honest with I you. Mean, I don't know. But like, they literally walk. Look, they have the, the girl one. walk up. Like, oh, and here's what I like about this one. I swear to God, the, the bisexual girl. She's like, let me tell you what How it much is. How much did you watch? I, I watched the first episode. Oh, I but I said I didn't watch the whole episode. I just skipped through oh, it okay. to see like like get enough of a feel for the show. And like, I swear to God, they walk up to a the girl. They're like, now what do you like in a vagina? <laughs> just just. Like wow, um, I mean, maybe this is what we need in society yeah. is to openly talk about these things and yeah, not have so. them be so taboo. Maybe that's where we need to get as a as as a country. But it's very empowering. Man, it is wild, Jack. Like wild. All right, so uh, I'll let you give you would you rather Wednesday answers real quick. Would you rather uh, number one is the the closer thing. So how did you phrase it? It, it Cano- was Cano, Wells, Wells. committee. Mm, man. I, I, I lean with Ryan because... Uh, uh, Proctor says he thinks it's on Channel 4. Channel 4. In Britain, which oh, I'm not sure... I don't know what that means. I guess I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's... Is that like, like their CBS? Any, but that's like, what I'm saying. Can yeah. anybody just watch that? Like... Is this one at like 8 p.m. on <laughs> Tuesday nights? <laughs> right? And like, the family sits down and they're like, what are we watching tonight? <laughs> oh, it's Naked Attraction Night. <laughs> this is... This is what happens when the writers go on strike, baby. We're all... We're just two. We're one more week of a strike away from there just being nothing but this. We already got milk. We got Milf Manor with the writers. Yeah. Well, Milf Manor was good. Yeah. It says Glenn was just comparing the penises <laughs> for science. Yeah, I mean, they all seem like strapping fellas. They all seem like they were doing like good guys. They were doing probably. fine, just fine. That's it. You know what? When I looked at that scene, I said out loud in my car, "Well, that's just fine." <laughs> That's just fine. Uh, I think I lean towards what Ryan was saying. You know, uh, you act like you've never been in a room with six penises before. You act like that's never happened, Proctor. <laughs> All of them staring him down. And, yeah, right. Um, because I think it's it would be good to have that kind of flexibility, I guess, and and that probably is the way they're gonna go, just because it does seem like Hyder really likes to go matchup based. Whether he wants to use Cologne, maybe it's Jacob Webb one night that ends up being the guy that that is available. DL Hall one night, so um, so you know Perez, like it, it that is probably the most realistic option. I Tyler Wells looked pretty good coming, you know, being being closing the door. I liked, you know, I liked. What we saw from was the I guess the only save he got was the clincher was the was the division the only save I think I think I that think was that at least this right. season I guess, um but I mean he looked really good he looked comfortable there with you know everyone I guess it wasn't really but a sellout everybody crowd everybody thinks about the home runs yeah yeah that's a good point too Cano lets up home run I mean they all let up home runs like it's true it's true um I guess just to be kind of different I I, w- I will go Tyler Wells I think that would be. It, that would be very interesting to see them come out and say Tyler Wells is the closer here down the stretch, and he is he is our ninth inning guy. Okay, when we have a lead, and I think he would be good at it too. I am leaning that talking way, about but, like you were saying yeah. with you know if Dean Kramer moving him to the bullpen, like three you know, yeah three batters you can just for wrap Tyler up, Wells, right? You can just is, go. Yeah. I'm sort of at that place where 
I'm I'm defaulting to Tyler Wells. But I get it. It's it, what I'm really I, in in saying that I feel like I'm actually saying committee because I'm saying Tyler Wells is the short leash, right? Like I I'm not Tyler Wells screws up in game one. I don't think I can go back to him in game two. Like and I mean that. Like that's just where the the margin there's there's not a track record there that I can fall back on and say here is why I trust Tyler Wells in this situation. But I would be most inclined to give him the shot. Like, that's sort of where I am to say, if you're going to have a closer, and I know that that's part of what I'm asking, if you're going to have a closer, give it to Tyler Wells. And I'm sort of saying that's 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 thought one. Thought two is back to committee, right? Like, that's sort of where I'm at. Uh, all right. Uh, would you rather game four, Braddish or Gibson? Um, I guess Braddish if he's available game four, yeah. Sorry, did I say Braddish? Yeah. Jesus. Um, Kramer no, yeah. or Gibson? I you think- know what I meant. Hey. <laughs> I think I'll I I'm also leaning Dean Kramer. Um, it, it seems like he is more capable, more consistently will go five to six innings. You know, Gibson can. I mean, Gibson we know will go five innings no matter what, five six innings no matter what if you need him to. But you know, it, it, that might be because he let up four runs in the first inning, and you just need him to you know just get through what he can. And I think it's less. It seems less likely that Dean Kramer will you know have that one bad inning where he lets up three or four runs. He'll he'll work his way through it. And uh, and you know, like Ryan was again not not to piggyback off and steal what Ryan kept saying, but uh, you know he was he looked great in that start in Atlanta. He's looked great in a lot of starts, and I like. Uh, Unless there's a real, you know, a real correlation here between the Orioles just score runs for Kyle Gibson, um, I, I think Dean Kramer is the correct answer. I have defaulted back to Gibson here, and it has more to do with, but you know, it's it's my qualification, right? Like I'm almost going to sound like Griffin in this one because I have to give an answer to this. My answer is going to be Gibson, but what I'm, you know, really saying is separated from the game is the don't announce a starter and see how the first three games play out and see what your needs are because if you were to have an extra inning game, I could right. see why you would want to have Gibson in that situation to go multiple innings versus I, I just think that Kramer's the guy I could see you wanting to use in a spot when you in a game where maybe you pull Grayson Rodriguez in the fifth inning and you've got a lot of work to do to get to the back end after you maybe already used three innings worth of relievers in game one. And now you gotta get through five, you know, the better part of five innings worth of relievers. I could see there just being more value in saying, hey, in the seventh tonight, we're going to give Kramer that spot. So that's why I'm kind of defaulting to Gibson. But the, if the question was, you've gone through the first three games and you haven't needed Kramer or Gibson, you're up to one for a game four. Who do you want to have start? Whew. Then I'm then I'm probably yeah. going back to Kramer at that point. But from the outside looking in, today I've got to line up my rotation. I want Kramer available to me in games one, two, and three, and Gibson's my starter for game four. Like I want him to be somebody that I can maybe go to in two yep. different games if yeah. necessary and, and leave Gibson for game four. And then hopefully I don't need a game four starter, right? right? Like hopefully I've gotten through the first three games and won them and never even had to think about a, a fourth starter. And we can deal with this all over again in the ALCS. Hopefully that's the case. Uh, would you rather the Rangers close out the Rays today or the Rays bounce back, win the next two, take the series, and they're in Baltimore on Saturday? Um, I'm leaning the Rays as well. Uh, or not the Rays, sorry, the Rangers as well. Because I think the Rangers, their bullpen is not very good. And uh, I like that, you know, the, the Orioles will be in a close game no matter what. Like it just, it kind of feels that way. 
they they never put opponents away. They never really get buried either. Um, and when it comes down to the bullpen, I like the or even without Felix Bautista, I like the Orioles bullpen chances against uh, against most other teams. And the Rangers bullpen has been very shaky. Uh, so even though their starter, I mean Jordan Montgomery looked great yesterday. We know how good Evaldi is. Um, even though they have a good starting rotation, I I like you know once we get to that bullpen, I like the Orioles' chances and. It's a it's a very good argument, right? Yeah. It's a very good argument, man. I was just watching the Rays throw the ball around yesterday. Maybe yeah. maybe they are maybe the Rays defense. I just felt like Twitter was trying to tell me that the Rays defense has been an issue in the last couple of months of the season. That's what it felt like. I was and maybe I should have gone and done my own research on that. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron Rodgers, be it, a big my own research guy. I've been doing my own research. You hear J.K. Dobbins? Yeah, I heard that, Griffin. <laughs> I, I I am so torn on how to feel about that because there's a part of me that's like. Look, man, if this voodoo witchcraft medicine works and And Aaron Rodgers is back in December. And and J.K. Dobbins can come back with him, like I, I ain't telling you no. But yeah, trust me, the thought of J.K. Dobbins palling around with Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, hey. <laughs> I had the same reaction as the rest of you did, but who knows? Maybe it works. Maybe we're all crazy. I don't I don't know. I have no idea what to think of any of it. It's a very confusing time for me. Um I mean, it could be a good thing. Not, I don't know if good thing is the right way to say it, but you know, good that it's. I mean, the Rays do look like they're struggling. That lineup, like their lineup, is very, very yeah. bare bones right now. But yep. they still like it's just that division thing. Like the it's like the Ra- like the Ravens playing the Browns or the Steelers. No matter what, it feels like. Well, I guess they just blew out the Browns. But um, you know, it feels like it's you're you're preparing for a close game, a close series, no matter what. And there's a chance with the Rangers, it, you know, it might look like might look like that Tiger series uh, back in 2014, where they just kind of they get to the bullpen, they blow them out of the water. All right, all right. And then number four, you got <laughs> World Series tickets. I get behind, to be clothed. I get to be clothed league. at the World Series. right? Yes, you can wear your clothes. Okay. You don't have to stand there. <laughs> just having it all hanging out for everybody to see as they walk by. Although, I don't know, maybe if that's what you yeah. want to do, we could work, look you into that. You get to watch a pitch. And right. <laughs> uh, two tickets for the first World Series game in Baltimore right behind home plate if you commit to being a part of the next season of Naked Attraction. Um, now, again, so remind everybody, the qualifiers are, on the flip side, if you don't do it, you don't get to go to any playoff games at all. If you do it, you can go to as many other playoff games as you want to go to. You can buy tickets to every game. But if the World Series doesn't happen, you're still on the hook for doing Naked Attraction. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the chances that someone checks out Season 7 of Naked Attraction. I don't know, pal. It's, it's been enough of a hit that it's made it for right, six right. seasons. <clears throat> um, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't have a future Proctor. in Britain. <laughs> Proctor says, sounds like a different kind of splash zone to me. Oh, God. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, what the is answer, this show? <laughs> the answer is pretty clear. I think uh, I will go and na- go ahead and yeah. go on naked attraction. I mean, this is the easiest my... for me. It's the easiest answer yeah. of all time. I think most people, when I was a younger man, <laughs> saw me naked at some point. I was that guy. Is it like, like there's a reason why Jeremy and I get along so well? So is it like the guys that they have, or you know, on the whole season? So like, there's multiple episodes, and you have. Like, I have think the same you just guy. do one episode, oh, okay. and then maybe it's yeah, a new. I mean, Although that's a lot of dudes that are willing to just go yeah, like, put yeah, everything out there on television. I don't know, man. I didn't die. I didn't go that deep into it. Maybe they retread the same guys. And yeah. Um. Yeah. You'll see me on TV. Uh, game yeah, one right. of the World Series. <laughs> you'll see me on TV twice. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be sitting next to Cal Ripken at the game. Cal's gonna say, "Wow, who are you?" Uh, I want to show. I'm I'm Griffin. I, 
I'm part of Glenn Clark. Oh, well, how'd you get these tickets? Funny story. <laughs> Ask your son about a TV show. <laughs> called Naked at Drags Room. All right. Uh, get me your responses throughout the day at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Somebody is going to pick up a T-shirt of their choice from our friends at Birdland Sports and always BirdlandSports.com to check out what they have. Uh, hour number two of today's program is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. You want to tell everybody what's going on there? They got the second chance drawing going on right now, actually all football season long at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. If luck wasn't on your side, well, you can turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion. Between now and January 4th, 2024, all Live Casino and Hotel Maryland rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum and two a week 20 different winners will be chosen prizes range from live casino in hotel maryland apparel sports and social ultimate happy hour prizes cash and free play worth up to 500 dollars drawings will be held every thursday and monday you do not do not want to miss this promotion again all season long all mlb playoffs long at the fanduel sportsbook at live casino in hotel maryland adorondo mills must be 21 please pray please play responsibly and if you need help uh, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. When, you come, when we come back in, we will take a listen to segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show from last night. Then we'll get a tidbit and tube to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Press Box and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 17th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports and AJ Michaels. And if you or a loved one have a gambling problem, visit helpmygamblingproblem.org. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. Quality of service. Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. 
Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Life Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland open. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? AJ Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. Project Game Day is back this Sunday, Rita and myself, along with some special guests. Hopefully I'll have an answer for you on that tomorrow. We'll be uh, with you immediately following Ravens Steelers. You want to come over and join us, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, or pressboxonline.com slash game day. It is just a really cool way to hang out. That's what it is. It's a hangout. We're not preaching at you. We're hanging out. So get over. Project game day immediately following the game. This game day, every game day all season long. It's all brought to you by Superbook Sports, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, and A.J. Michaels. Project game day back this Sunday. All right. Um, If you missed it last night, shame on you. But here is your opportunity. Segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show from Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North, right here on GCR. Would y'all please make some noise for Mr. Tyus Bowser. I am so glad you guys won on Sunday. I am so... I'm glad too, man. We could not do... We could not do another show with an L. We just could not do it. it. I can't imagine it. You know how tough it is? You know, I don't know if you've noticed, but Rita and I are actually preparing the show now, so we don't seem like we're we're actually doing some work the day of the show to be ready for it. And the number of ways that I've got to go like about pussyfooting around talking about losing a football game when you guys lose is a little unbearable, bro. So God bless you all for winning that game on Sunday. The boys, they they took care of business, so I'm I'm happy for them. No doubt about it. No doubt. All right. uh, This week's show brought to you by our friends at Superbook. 
think a lot of you might be thinking about maybe getting a ticket on the Orioles winning the World Series, perhaps, something that you're thinking about doing. Well, if you do it with Superbook, use the code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3, and when you do, you will receive up to $250 in a first bet match win or lose. That's GlennClark23, Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. You have a very special guest out with us tonight. You want to introduce everybody to him? Yeah, man. One of my good friends, you know, a guy that I actually, you know, respect a ton. Just, number one, his energy. You know, he always comes into the building positive and, you know, probably one of the hardest workers here. And, you know, that's one of our own running backs, one of the best in the league, Justice Hill. Appreciate that introduction, dog. You know All right, before we get started, I, I got to tell you, Glenn will, and Glenn can attest to this, and anybody that listens to our show can attest to this, I am, I am in the justice hive. Okay, okay. I'm, a, I'm in the justice hive. Yeah, I'm, I, I, put, I created something for you. I'm in the justice hive. I've been a proponent it, it's of you getting more conspiracy theorist-ish. Like, she, like, basically has a tinfoil hat on, like... <laughs> It's Brian Windhorst. What's going on with Justice Hill? Like, it's no, the it's, whole... I'm always like, Justice Hill needs to get more carries. So I am very... Um, I'm proud of your, if, of your coming up and, and you, you know, being a prominent part of this offense. I just Thank want you to you. know Thank that. You. Thank you. Seems like it's been working. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You essentially have to thank Rita. I, Justice, if I could have you hold the mic out like this, I appreciate I know it's awkward, it's weird, but I appreciate it, man. Um, all right, so let's just talk about it, right? I, I got to imagine it felt good. I know, Tyus, you're not out there with the guys, so it's a little bit different, but still, this is a division win on the road. This is 2-0 and on the road in the division at this point, 3-1 and to start the season. I feel like we could make some more noise about that, too, yes. right? Like, I feel... And it kind of gets the taste out of the mouth of what happened the week before, right? Like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of good that came out of Sunday. No, it was a lot of good, man. I mean, you know, these guys really came, you know, first quarter, you know, running the ball, taking care of business, defense was flying around. And it was great to see, you know, from the TV, you know, at Federal Hill. But, you know, but they did a good job. We'll though. talk about that in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But, <laughs> you know, I'm happy for these guys, man. It was just nice seeing them, you know, go out there and make plays and, you know, come out with a win, especially in Cleveland. Justice, what does it mean to be sitting three and one, two yeah. road wins already in the division? No, it feels amazing, man, because you put in a lot of work to get these wins. So each, each one, it really counts. And for us as offense, we haven't even put it all together yet, and we still putting no up points, still getting wins, and so we still just honing in our, our details, getting better every single day, and it's just exciting to see what the future really is going to hold. Even being three and one right now, even that one loss, it shouldn't even happen. We so agree. We agree. Be, it's <laughs> definitely be exciting to see our progress here <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Definitely should be four and zero, but that's mm -hmm. that's a conversation for another day. Um, speaking of offense, you you already mentioned the fact that you know you you guys are still putting it together. So let's talk about that. Um, you know, kind of started off a little slow and then got that turnover that led to, to some points. And in the second quarter, it felt like it started just coming, started gelling pretty organically. What what changed mm -hmm. from in in terms of how it became like you know smooth I mean, sailing? It's just momentum shifts. Like the game is about momentum shifts and keeping it when you have it, and when they get it, trying to stop it. 
and we we got off to it just a slow start. And then we finally got some momentum. B. Steve created that that turnover for us, and that gave us the spark that we needed to get on the roll. And so, uh, yeah, it's just momentum and keeping that thing. We got it. I couldn't help but notice it also kind of coincided with there being a little more of Justice Hill on the field, too. Couldn't help but notice that it seemed to work that way, right? Um, doing it against what had been labeled, like, not just the best defense in football, but, like, was starting to be talked about as, like, one of the better defenses in recent NFL history. I mean, there's got to be, like, a little bit of swagger that comes with that, right? Like, oh, yeah, how's that, how's that defense look? <laughs> no, nah, it's looking good, man. I mean, just... I, I just feel like these guys have really honed into the culture and they're all dialed in. I mean, I'm in meetings every day and you just see these guys locked into the game plan. Mike does a great job at, you know, setting us up for success. And for the most part, man, these guys come out here and play hard each and every day, you know, during practice and, you know, just having great leaders, you know, Roquan, ton of other guys out there that's talking to them, motivating. And, you know, it, you just see it coming to play. You see it on Sundays how, you know, things just work out well for us, and that's because we do it, you know, first in the, in the um, meeting room and then in practice. Tyce, that was a beautiful, phenomenal answer, but I actually meant that everybody was talking about the Browns defense. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, be confused oh, for a second. Bad. I was my like, bad. oh. I'm a little off. I thought he was talking about us, but hey. I mean, it was wonderful. Was great answer, too. Hey, go ahead. Go great ahead. answer. No, they definitely Wrong question. Had, <laughs> my fault. My fault. They definitely had some great players, you know, Miles Garrett and uh, JOK in the middle. They had some great players in a great scheme. Um, and I just really thought that going into the game, they hadn't really been tested. They hadn't really seen an offense like ours with Lamar Jackson, that quarterback, and the weapons that we have. And so um, it just kind of shocked them and tried to get them, unkill like get them unkiltered, get them easy, have them, have them make checks and all that stuff that they weren't used to seeing. And so. Uh, I mean, I'm always confident in our offense that we're going to go out there and get run the ball, be able to establish ourselves on offense. And so it doesn't matter who the opponent is, especially uh, since we go against the best defense every single day in practice, going out there for the game, games are pretty easy. So, Like, yeah, number one defense, sure. Sure. <laughs> you know, I see sure, it every day bro. In I see the number sure. one defense. <laughs> Um, so we, you know, Tyus, we talked a lot about over the years uh, victory traditions. Justice, do you have any like after you win a game, is there something that you go do? Like, do you have anything nah. that? No, nah, I have no tradition besides just going home and, and chillaxing. Chill All right. With the fam. That's not bad. That's not a bad yeah, way to really celebrate did. a win. Of course, I know you got a little girl now, yeah. so mm -hmm. that's not a bad exactly. way to go get home, see her, spend mm -hmm. some time with her. That's a good thing to do. Exactly. She keeps me busy. Tyus, you mentioned you had to watch from a TV in Federal Hill. I did. And I noticed that you had sent like a picture of you being at church that morning, so I figured you weren't out there. <laughs> What is it like for you to not be at a game? And do you watch it as, like, were you out with other people watching the game? Yeah, I was. Uh, and did they know who you were? Um, probably <laughs> not. Probably okay. not. Okay. I, I would say, like, a few people did, but I think one guy, I was leaving out, and one of the guys was like, man, you should be out there. Like, where, <laughs> you, go, where you at? And I was like, hey, I'm going to be out there soon. But, um. I was at Spoons um, in Federal Hill. I went and ate brunch there, and then I kind of just watched the uh, first quarter of the game before I went to uh, what's the other, what's that, what's that bar like right on the corner? Yeah, I know. I forgot the name of it, but uh, not, not but is it not is it? McGurk's? I think it was water, watersh, watershed. Oh, watershed. Okay, yeah. I think it was watershed mm -hmm. with the um, rooftop. Yes. Yeah, that's I was watershed. there watching the game as well. So, but it's it's I I have a feel of how people you know. 
just watch it on TV and just how right? anxious it is. That's what I wanted to know. Like, no, are you it was, freaking out play by play the way oh, the absolutely, rest of us are? Absolutely. I remember I seen the one where, you know, they had the had the fumble and I was just going crazy. I'm like, <laughs> dog, man, what's going on here? And then I seen a throw with uh, Lamar to um, Mark Andrews zone, yeah. and I was just going crazy. Like, <laughs> it's, it's different when you're watching it from TV than actually being there. So. God, I wish we would have known. I would have loved to have had a camera on you during yeah, the course. Of, yeah. Now you sound like Rita. Like that's what Rita looks like when she watches the game. I feel, like, I feel for y'all now, man. I feel for y'all, <laughs> like for real. It's I've crazy. Gotten better. <laughs> I've gotten better. <laughs> See, now I understand you. you Thank know? you. I understand right. you. You understand now. When you, when you really care and you want to just see everybody doing good. Yeah. Man. So I, I gotta ask this, right? I mean, uh, you know, when you guys are injured and you are watching it differently like you are out with the people watching it right is it a different vibe when you'd watch it that way as opposed to like watching it with yourself or watching it you know with another teammate or you know is it because yeah. it, it is diff it's different for me right it's definitely yeah. different I definitely think it's different just because as a player you're watching the game but you're also kind of people watching as well you see people talking about the game they start talking about certain players or <laughs> a certain part of the game and I'm just I'm Hang just on, you weren't like about to get in a fight with somebody oh, no, no, no. I'm just kind of keeping it cool I'm just kind of like listening and stuff and just I'm just like act. yeah <laughs> it's just really just a comedy act but uh it's different man it's real different it's like watching Twitter yeah, yeah literally right. yes <laughs> yes for real uh, the Tyus Bowser Show is brought to you by HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. We are live from Guilford Hall Brewery, Press Box 105.7, The Fan. Um, Justice, Rita, when she led into, right, it, it's kind of your story here. You have had to go through a lot and grind for every opportunity that you have had. You decided to come back and resign in Baltimore this offseason, despite having like no assurances that it was going to lead to a bigger role or more opportunities. What does it mean to you? Everything, all of the work that you've put in to now find yourself in this like more prominent offensive role this season, kind of all these years into your journey in the NFL. Man, that's a great question. Um, Man, it's been a journey, and I'll just say I've been trusting the journey, and I think that kind of what just allows me to come into it every single day with a positive mindset, just a smile on my face, because I know opportunities gonna come, you know. And I, my first year didn't come, second year didn't come, and then you had some adversity, and everybody's journey is different, and I just kind of embraced that my journey was what it was, and it's gonna be a challenging one, but we're gonna go through it, and we're gonna get get out of it, and so. That was my mindset going through it, especially the, the injuries and all these things, uh, the Achilles, uh, Tyus has had that too. Uh, it's a journey because uh, it's not like you just get better the next week or the next month to take some time. And so, uh, man, it's, it's been a growing experience. Uh, helped me grow as a man and uh, spiritually. And I, I wouldn't take it or ask for a different route at all. Did you ever deal with, like, doubt? Did you ever deal with, like, a... I just yeah. might be a special teams player for the rest of my life. I might never get that opportunity to show everybody what oh, it is yeah. that I'm capable of. I mean, of. you definitely have all those thoughts at some point in time. And um, you either can listen to it and believe it, and that's who you are, or you kind of just say, you know what, that's what the situation is right now, but I'm going to get better and get to the point where I want to be. And so, yeah, man, it's been a journey, though. It's awesome to see, bro. Yes. It's awesome to see it.
I, I, I really appreciate you saying that. I think it's important for people to understand that the journey is different, everybody's story is different, and that everybody's outcome is different. And then sometimes you just gotta, you know, push a little bit harder, but you didn't stop. And I think that that's important to say. So I, I appreciate those words from you. Um, speaking of, you know, adversity and change, um, this offense has definitely seen some adversity in the past, and it feels like they're, they're trending in the right direction. Our good friend, um, Ken McCusick, is Raven's film study, I believe is his name. Mm -hmm. um, he, he does a lot of stats. And one of the things that he mentioned was that this year, the Ravens red zone um, for touchdowns has been 80%. 80% Eight touchdowns. 0%. Yes. Clap it up. That's a, last year's average uh, was 56, averaging 57%. Around so, the league, like in the entire around league. Around the league, and you guys are clearly ahead of the curve in that regard. So what do you consider to be different yeah. now than what you yeah. guys have done in the past? Uh, it was definitely a focus point because it, you don't like it driving all the way down there and ending off with three points. And so uh, we, I felt like we did that a lot last year. And sometimes we left a lot of points on the board uh, because if you have three field goals, it's nine points, and three touchdowns, it's 21. That's a big difference in the ball game. And so uh, this offseason, we're really just focused on it. And we've seen the outcome of it. And so we just got to continue to do it. I mean, it's just a start, but we just can continue to do that. I would probably just call that throw from Lamar to Mark Andrews. Like, every time, <laughs> Tyus, imagine trying to defend. What do you do? What? Honestly, looking at it, I was like, yo, I don't think you could have threw that ball. Anyway. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a little late. Played great. Yeah. Dropped off. It was literally like, perfect coverage, late. but I mean, it's just better offense, you know? Kind of like how they do in basketball. You could play great defense, but mm -hmm. if Kobe hits a jumper over you, it's like, it's just better offense. And that's why I thought it was. Bro, if you blow, I, I have no idea how anyone ever yeah. stops that. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. And the, the crazy thing about that, when you watch it, right, is like Andrews is open probably three seconds prior. Yeah. And then the, and the, three guy, the three defenders come around. So for him, to, it's, a, it's a late throw, but it's, Beautiful. It's a beautifully <laughs> yeah. risky throw that only Mark Andrews or the ref behind him who was probably going to get hit in the head <laughs> could get it. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. That was so cool. Um, all right, so, Tyus, it's week five. Which it is week five. We waiting. I know you can't tell Yo. us anything. We went over that last week. But we waiting. You heard her. We waiting. Keep the week. Huh? It's the week. It's the week. Hey, man, who knows, man? Who knows? We just got to find I, out. We just got to find what out. What if I asked it this way? Out, it's right? the Tyus Bowser show. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're going to find out. Supposed to give us the tea. Hey, good comes to those who wait, man. You know, I do believe you, in that. Do you feel, I know you don't have, this is not in your control. Uh -huh. Do you feel like you could play a football game right now? No. Okay. Okay. No. But what about like in three days? Do you feel like you can play a football game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if I could, I would. All Simple right. as that. <laughs> All right. That's a legitimate. Yeah. That's a but I mean, I'm not going to put myself out there if, I'm, if I know personally I'm not going to yeah. go out here and contribute and help this team win. So, mm -hmm. But I can definitely say I've been on the field, you know, moving and, you know, I'm feeling a lot more confident in myself and, you know, Hopefully, you know, sometime this week I can get around with the rest of the team. So we'll see how that goes. We would like to see that a yeah. lot. That would make we'll us see. very yes. happy to we'll see, see that. Yes. 
Y'all make some noise, Tyus Bowser and Justice Hill, please. Join Grade 8's memorabilia and future Hall of Famer Marshall Yanda for a special meet and greet to benefit breast cancer awareness. The event will be held Saturday, October 21st, 11 a.m. at Wise Markets in Nottingham. Tickets are available. Grade8smemorabilia.com with the number 8. When we come back in, we're talking about baseball fever in All Baltimore. right, we'll let you go find the, the uh, next segment of Tyus Bowser's show online. Go ahead, go ahead pull it on down if you don't mind. It's not, uh, that's good. That's good. Music we got to fade out. That type of stuff we can just go ahead and get rid of. That's the, we don't need to hear me over top of me. That's just, sure even, people, even Mrs. Clark would not be interested in the that. Show. Yeah, I don't think that's the case whatsoever. Yeah, music you got to fade. Um... Yeah, we'll uh, get you segment number two tomorrow, but there's your answer from Tyus Bowser. Would he be ready to play a football game today? He said no. So that doesn't mean that things couldn't change, and I'm not going to read too much into that, but that was about as direct of an answer as he could give us. So we will see how the next couple of days play out and when Tyus Bowser will be able to get back out on the field Hopefully not too much longer. It would be really nice for everybody involved if they could get him back out there. All right. Uh, we are winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of PressBox yet, let's go get to that because there's only about a week and a half remaining in order for you to get this one. Lamar Jackson on the cover. Great cover story from our own Bo Smolka about the contract era for Lamar Jackson. Go pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all. PressBoxOnline.com. What? What do you... What? I just heard a noise that you were making over there. Oh, uh, was I? Yes. Uh, did I make it a noise? It was like... Mm, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I apologize then. It's the type of thing you don't really do when you're reading something on uh, the internet that is interesting for some I mean, capacity. these tidbits are very interesting. Is that what it is? <laughs> well, it's very disappointing then because you made it seem like it was more interesting than that. <laughs> Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, let's start with Royce Lewis. He is just the third player ever to homer in each of his first By the way, two. I should point out, just because we we're talking about Tyus Bowser, I don't. I never mean to do this. It's just like I get a second to regroup, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, right. Uh, Jeff Zrebeck did report that Keaton Mitchell is mm. expected to be activated to the practice window. Not That doesn't put him on the like, – you get a 21-day practice window before – you have to, you know, deal before you have to make a decision about their roster spot. But Keaton Mitchell expected to return to practice today. Uh, Royce Lewis, just the third player all time to homer in his in each of his first two career playoff plate appearances. He joins um, in 2008. This player in his first two, he actually made some big plays yesterday. Still in the league, in his first two career playoff playoff plate appearances, he hit home runs in 2008. You think you can name that guy? The other one I don't think you're going to get. 2008? 2008. His first two playoff plate appearances. Josh Hamilton? Not Josh Hamilton. Eight. 2008. Man. Was it a Philly? It was not a Philly. Was it a Ray? It was a Ray, yes. And he made some plays last night. Oh, you were doing, yeah, you were doing Tyus' show. You might have missed 
God, who's I don't even know who that who the option would yeah, be then. <laughs> All right, hang on a second. That means it's got to be because uh, he's a Diamondback. He is a Diamondback, and that means that the answer is. Who is the answer? Wait a second. Why am I blanking on this all of a sudden? That means that the answer is Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria, yes. Yeah, I completely blanked on Evan Longoria being a Diamondback. Pretty nice defensive plays yesterday, which was crazy. I mean, because he's how old is he now? Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, 2008 was his first playoff series. Um, But yeah, he made he made like a a double play, the line drive, diving like I don't know seven. What an old man. I mean, God, he's so old. Yeah, probably I mean, got old skin and old bones. And then in 1987, uh, you're gonna make fun of me because I can't say his name, but Gary Gaetti. Is that name? I know Gary Gaetti. Gary Gaetti. No, that's or, actually correct. Oh, that was right. You got right, it right. Good, yeah. Good. Would you have been able to guess Gary Gaetti as no, the only other? No. Lord, no. Astros are the first team in baseball history to finish below 500 at home. They say finish below 500 at home. But finished twenty games over five hundred on the road. They were thirty nine and forty two at home this season. The Astros were fifty one and thirty on the road. Yet the Orioles still won more road games than the Astros, even though the Astros are the first team to do this and, and be sub five hundred at home, but twenty games over on the road. The Houston Astros. I mean, it's weird. Like it's super the, weird. I don't know how to, like how to make sense of it. So the Dodgers are the this is this is a weird. So they've gone three straight seasons now of a hundred plus wins, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't happen very often. They are the they would be the first team uh, to post one hundred wins in four consecutive. Okay, so in the American League uh, National League history, uh, to post one hundred wins in four consecutive non shortened seasons, because in twenty nineteen. They uh, obviously they um, won 100 games, but then, 2020. Right. Yeah, correct. So does this yeah. count as a record? or? Yeah, I would think so. I don't. Okay. I mean, like okay. it's not a possibility in the other sense. So how do you... Well, yeah. it wasn't four consecutive seasons, it was yeah. like, but it was four consecutive non-shortened seasons. Uh, yes, but like that's it's not out of... Uh, yes, it counts. Uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers, Carlos Santana, uh, during the regular season, he hit his 300th career home run. He's so smooth. Yeah. Carlos Santana? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, now that moved him into, that was his 300th home run, moved him into 10th, but most by a switch hitter. Can you name the most home runs all time by a switch hitter? And we can go ahead and do, uh, so all the guys with 300 or more, and I guess we should do, just do the top eight here. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the eight. I'm, I'm only, I know he's not on the top of the list, but Chipper Jones is going to, I know he's on the list. And the only reason I'm thinking of that is because this morning I was reminded of a video that I made with my son a couple years ago where he was swinging from both sides of the plate. And I was like, he's basically Chipper Jones. (laughs) Uh, Eddie Murray, right? He's third on the list. Uh, Eddie Murray's second on the list. Yes. Chipper Jones, 468 career home runs. Eddie Murray, 504. Asking to remember who's a switch hitter is really, yeah, really almost unfair. Like it's really hard to remember who is a switch hitter and who wasn't. I... Yikes! Um, uh, Mickey Mantle's probably number one, right? Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle is Mantle in fact number, number one. one with his 536 career home runs as a switch hitter. So you have the top three. 
Well, now you're asking for guys that hit like 300 home runs. And I'm supposed to remember that a 300 career home run hitter was somehow a switch hitter. The next three that round out the top six all yeah. have played, you know, since like like they played between 2000 and, and now. None of them are active, but. Beltran. Carlos Beltran. Yeah, he was a switch hitter. Fourth on the list. 435 I just don't remember runs. who else was a switch hitter. This is the, look, man, this is shame on me territory, right? But like, I don't remember who else was a switch hitter. I don't. Um, I'm gonna I'm need. I'm I'm not. Uh, Baltimore Zone. Baltimore Zone. Al Kaline wasn't a switch no, hitter. Al Kaline. Oh, Mark Teixeira. Well, Mark I mean, Teixeira. It's, it's Severna Parks, not really Baltimore. Oh, okay, so yeah. Maryland Zone. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Mark Teixeira, 409 career home runs. Okay. I don't. Re- I don't remember, but yeah, like I do remember after I think about it that he was a switch hitter, but. We'll stick with the top six. Uh, so the sixth guy then uh, on this list, he was a uh, Astro, longtime Houston Astro. Let's not. I think Moisey Alou was a switch hitter. No, he wasn't. He's not really known for his time with the Astros either. Long time, like long time. From ninety nine to twenty ten. Derek Bell. Not uh, Derek Bell. He was a little Bell. bit before that. Um. Oh, uh, uh, Berkman. Lance Berkman, yes. 366 home runs. Around swell guy, too. <laughs> Super nice guy. And then, uh, so the next on this list, the the, the, the next couple guys are a little tough. Uh, Chili Davis. Oh, I love Chili Davis, except he was, uh, in fact, he was the only guy. I think I've told the story about the time I emceed an event for Barry Bonds once in Arizona, mm-hmm. and the only person that was nice to me the entire night was Chili Davis. Oh, all right. Like, everybody there else go. there. I was like a pariah. Like, why? I, I, I've told the story. I traded, I hosted, Barry Bonds was hosting a charity poker tournament, and I agreed to MC the event in exchange for an interview with Barry Bonds. Great. That never happened. Right. Never occurred. I was dismissed from the event. Like, I was told, I, I kept waiting. I've told the story, but I don't really want to go through it again. But, like, I was so obsessed because Kenny Lofton was there. And as everybody knows, I'm an obsessed Kenny Lofton fan. And I was so excited to talk to Kenny Lofton. And Kenny Lofton was not nice. Aww. He was not mm. nice. Um, whatever. I'm still an obsessed Kenny Lofton fan. That's the way that it goes. Uh, the guy, the only guy that was there that was, like, particularly nice to me and was like, hey, man, you know, like, you want to go over and get a drink? You want to go over and get some food? Like, was Chili Davis. <laughs> Chili Davis was a super nice guy to me that night. But everybody else it was a. Uh, I felt very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. And I was literally told, like, as I'm waiting, I'm like, hey, are we going to do this? I had introduced all the players and the tournament. They're like, are we going to do this? They're like, it's time for you to go. Man. I said, excuse me? Like, I was told, I agreed to do this. Like, Barry has said, it's time for you to go. Wow. Okay. Sucked. Sucked. Yeah. Learned a lesson, hard lesson that night. Chili Davis, good guy. Chili Davis, good guy. That's the lesson that I learned. Uh, also on this list, uh, Reds, longtime Red Sox and Dodger, Reggie Smith oh, okay. from the 60s and 70s, and then uh, rounding out the top 10 of switch hitters, Ruben Sierra. Ruben! Dude, I went to an or- – the day that the train blew up in the um, – or there's something that happened in the tunnel. There was a scheduled Orioles-Rangers doubleheader one day when I was a kid. And something happened, a train derailment or something related to the tunnel or something like that, and they actually canceled the second game of the doubleheader. Jeez. The first game of the doubleheader, I went with my buddy Andy McNeely, 
and Ruben Sierra was playing right field, and we were sitting in the right field bleachers, and we wore out Ruben Sierra. I mean, we were all over him. Was he looking back at you? And it, he kept looking back. He kept, and finally, at one point, he came over like, because half of it was we just kept doing Ruben. I don't even know why. I couldn't tell you where it came from. It might have been from a movie. I don't know. But it finally, at one point, he turns around. And he was just like, "Yo, I can't. I can't with you guys." Or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate you." It was cool. Ruben Sierra, one of the top uh, power-hitting switch hitters. Damn, that, uh, top yeah, nine, I'm actually. not good at remembering who was a switch hitter. Yeah, I really am not. Tough That's one. a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> All right. Uh, tidbit was also brought to you today by... Ooh, this one was brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. The Baltimore County Police Department is looking for you. They are hiring, and they've got competitive salaries, great advancement opportunities, signing bonuses, and you can go through the entirety of the process. On October 28th, at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson, go through the written test, the agility test, all of it. Plus, members of the specialized units will be there. You can talk to them about career opportunities that exist. And if you're not looking to join the Baltimore County Police Department, or if you are, it's also a community event. There's going to be a trunk or treat, a nice safe way for your kids to get in their costumes, have fun, get some candy, and for them to interact with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more, join BaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-4584, October 28th at the Public Safety Building. Tubular is brought to you by, oh, this one's brought to you by our uh, our contest that we have going on with Live Casino and Hotel. That's correct, over at PressBoxOnline.com slash contest. Maybe your fantasy team needs a lot of help. Maybe you just uh, had to use a waiver claim on Josh Dobbs because you don't have a quarterback like I did. Uh, well, PressBox and Live Casino uh, Pressbox and Live Casino and Hotel, they have the answer. One lucky winner will receive a private fantasy football consultation with Pressbox fantasy football expert Joe Serpico with ongoing help throughout the season, including advice on sits and starts, trades, and waiver wire pickups, plus a VIP game day experience at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Sports and Social with a reserve table and $200 worth of food and beverage credit. To enter, go to PressBoxOnline.com slash contest. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash contest. Contest, uh, time's running out. Friday is the last day. that's it. Last day. Must be 21 or older to enter. Complete rules are available at PressBoxOnline.com. Obviously, that's because you still want to have a fantasy football season left in order to get this advice for. So we have to end it by this week or else... Your season's already going to be over in some cases. So go to so. pressboxonline.com slash contests. Very good. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Again, four playoff games. Once again, Peter Schmuck thinks they're all going to end it today, which is wild, Jack. Uh, ESPN for Blue Jays Twins, game two at 4.30, Jose Barrios and Sonny Gray. Then Marlins-Phillies game two at 8 o'clock. Braxton Garrett and Aaron Nola. ABC, will the Rangers close it out and be headed to Baltimore? Game two uh, with Nathan Eovaldi on the mound against Zach Eflin and the Rays. And then tonight on ESPN2, it is Diamondbacks-Brewers game two, 7 o'clock. And Zach Gallen is on the hill for the Diamondbacks against Freddie Peralta, the pitching matchup there. 
College soccer tonight. Loyola's at West Virginia at 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. There's some football tonight. Uh, Jacksonville State and Middle Tennessee throw out all the records and those teams get together. It's 8 o'clock on ESPNU. Florida International and New Mexico State. Fun Belt at 9 o'clock on CBS mm. Sports Network. D.C. United takes on Austin FC at 8.30 on Apple TV. Everything else, find at glennclarkradio.com, including uh, AEW Dynamite at 8 on TBS. Non-sports-wise. Uh, oh, shoot, I was looking at Tuesday. It is Wednesday, so a new episode of Survivor on CBS uh, at 8. Uh, Celebrity Jet Brian Baumgartner is going to be on Celebrity Jeopardy tonight on ABC. I love Brian Baumgartner, but I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> on the, the $100,000 pyramid, uh, Oscar from The Office, office is going to be on there. It's a big so week is, for everybody that used to be on The Office, apparently. So is Jason Alexander and Rosie O'Donnell taking on each other sure. on the pyramid. Sure. This, uh, is, this is what Nick, we've got. Nick Offerman is going to be on Seth Meyers tonight. Love me some Nick Offerman. Don't so talk about his book. He's coming to the Lyric, I believe. Oh, so really? uh, we got a Ryan was supposed to be working on getting oh, okay. him because the one of the greatest moments of my career was when the last time I think he came to the Lyric, Nick Offerman called in. This is still in the throes of Parks and Rec at this point, and um, we spent the first. I I was trying to come up with good shtick for him, and so I said, Nick, I'm not sure what the best way is to try to sell tickets to your show, but I feel like a, it wouldn't be a bad way if we took the first 90 seconds of this interview. And I just had you list the names of meats. <laughs> and he started giggling, that Nick Offerman giggle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, are you willing to do it? He said, yes. And he did. <laughs> like, Capicola. <laughs> Head cheese. Wow. Like, it was just so wonderful. Uh, Adam Devine and Dwight Howard are going to be on Snake Oil tonight. Well, everybody with, knows uh, they're with a David pa- package, package deal. <laughs> Uh, and then on Netflix, oh, Haunted Mansion is on Disney Plus. Comes to streaming, Haunted Mansion for uh, get ready for Halloween, of course. And then on Netflix, a new series uh, about David Beckham. It's just called Beckham on Netflix. Just a behind the scenes look at uh, kind of the career and life, really, of David Beckham. Okay, on Netflix. Sure. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Thanks today to uh, Ryan Ripkin. Thanks also Peter Schmuck. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hit section of the... Oh, my God, it's so good. ...tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, Mr. Lights Out himself, Sean Merriman, will join us. We'll talk to him about uh, the Terps. We'll also talk about Kyle Van Noy, of course. Uh, you know, he's out and doing Charger stuff still, Sean Merriman, so we'll get a sense of what uh, Kyle Van Noy would have thought of week one and what could still be coming. Also tomorrow, we'll kind of be doing a live book report. I got a lot of work to do. I didn't realize when I committed to this that I was dealing with. Hang on a second. Let me make sure I have the. Good thing you got you got a lot of time tonight. Mm, Yeah, right. Always. Sure. Three hundred sixty-four pages. I'm about a hundred in. Okay, I mean about a hundred in on uh, Rocket Men, John Eisenberg's book uh, about the black quarterbacks who revolutionized pro football. So I'm going to try to finish that up today, but I also have other work i got to do. It's going to be awkward. But John Eisenberg will join us in studio tomorrow, and we will talk about Rocket Men. And I'm looking forward to that. Thanks to – and plus, KZ will join yep. us for picks tomorrow as well. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, A.J. Michaels, the Baltimore County Police Department, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Loyola Soccer. Duke sucks.